Matt, it's finally here. It's finally, finally here. 100, baby. 100. Ching, ching, ching. Uh, dollar, dollar. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 8, Episode 16, and more importantly, Episode 100 of the What the Fartlet podcast. My name is Rob. And I am Matthew. It feels like it's taken a while, Tiny Dancer. It has, but it's full so flown as well. Hasn't it just? Yeah, it's been it's been a good old series this year, hasn't it? Mm, it has. Yeah, I think it's been a good, good old it's been a good old process from the start, from the very beginning. Mm, yeah, absolutely. We'll talk a little about that in a minute. But um, why don't you tell everybody what the agenda for episode one hundred is today? Yeah, obviously talking about our weeks in running. Uh, we've got an awesome chat with an awesome runner. Uh, I know we take a, take a, a piss out of each other and an awesome awesome bloke. Uh, we take the piss out of each other, uh, but yeah, I'm interviewing you. I'm stepping in the big boy shoes today, and uh, mm. I'm, I'm chatting with you. You're bearing all, as it were. Uh, not quite getting your ass out, but uh, yeah, I was going to say I didn't get close to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, an awesome Statman John uh, segment coming up for you as well. Um, a very, very special Statman John segment. You do not want to miss this Statman John segment. Yes, agreed, agreed. Uh, part run chats with, do we change the name of Bema now? No, it's, no, it's, it's, well, they're still Bema, aren't they? But I don't think we call it the park run chat this week. We call it the engagement party. Engagement. Yes, the party. Of, yes, it was a great, great being there, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, and then obviously the roll calls, the final roll calls of the season uh, heading into Christmas. Maybe, maybe of the year, actually. We might be doing a, a big special one for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll put out a call out for that. And then the thank yous at the end. Ooh, thank you. Um, wonderful. Let's get into it then, man. Uh, how's your week been? It's been all right. I've just been, I know we were both saying before we recorded, we've both been ill last week and the week before. Uh, we seem to, it seems we've got over it. Um, and then we both stupidly went out and did a 10 mile run in the cold after just getting over the, uh, the colds and stuff we had. And uh, now we're suffering again, aren't we, buddy? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I was really hamming up being sick last time. Yeah. Um, for sympathy and now I'm actually really sick I'm trying dead hard not to cough as I'm talking um, yeah. and uh, and I don't want to be sick because I want to do episode 100 um, but similarly like I mean I, I've done probably the most running I've done in about 8 weeks this week <laughs> all in the snow and the ice I did 10 miles with Ben on Wednesday I went and did four miles with Paul, Paul Locke and uh, Jimmy, Nando's James, on mm-hmm. Friday. We did park run with Ben and Emma, the engagement party park run on Saturday. Then me and you did 10 miles in minus one conditions on Sunday. It, mm. it was a really good running week, but just a really stupid decision to do it in that temperature. And yeah, I've definitely, definitely caught something. Yeah, I've, I've had a few. I told you so off of Donna as well. So uh, yeah, mm. making me feel good for that. Yeah, absolutely. No sympathy deserved, I don't think, mate. But uh, but we move. Marathon training starts very soon. Is it this week for you? Uh, Christmas week. It's yes. Yeah, so so yeah, end of this week should be uh, should be getting into the swing of it, and uh, hopefully this cold will have gone by then. I can start start 
as we mean to go on. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Very exciting times. Um, before we get into the the fun stuff, then let's just talk a little bit about this series. How are you feeling about episode one hundred, mate? Oh, it's, it's like it's, it feels like a party, doesn't it? We should be celebrating the fact that mm. we've got to a hundred and the, the amazing people we've had on, and uh, yeah, the community that we've, we've built and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to share this episode with people. Yeah, it's going to be great, isn't it? I think um, mm. there's a real um, a party is a really good word. I think it's party atmosphere. All people listening have been excited to listen to it not because they want to listen to me get interviewed you know that that was never the purpose of of no. doing that as the hundred it might feel like a massive ego trip maybe in a small way it is but um it's certainly not intended to be about that it's more about talking about the podcast and the mm-hmm. meaning of the podcast and and the meaning that you guys have to us most importantly we'll get into all that as we go um but yeah, it's been special, hasn't it, mate? It's been yeah. a, a celebration of everything that's uh, all, all everything. What the fart like? That's what it, that's how I feel like it is. Yeah, it's been a wild ride, mate. Two year, two plus years, yes. two plus years. We've rattled through just saying the same shit to each other a hundred <laughs> times. How's your week been? Well, I've not really done any running. How's your week been? Well, I've not really done any running. <laughs> Let's get to a guest to save it. Um, the, the the wish chuckle brothers strike again eh <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry I'm coughing <laughs> <laughs> trying to make out like it's a laugh <laughs> yeah oh you oh, set me off now <laughs> 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 uh, that was awesome yeah, yeah. I enjoyed every minute of it it's, uh, it's been hard work uh, but it's also been fun as well uh, hearing everybody's stories and getting involved in the community Having all the uh, meetups and all that good stuff, it's been amazing to, uh, to be involved in. Yeah, mate. Yeah, incredible. And, and just a big thank you. We'll do a proper thank yous at the end, but you know, it's not just me and you, is it, mate? It's it's the team we've got behind us, and it's the um and and, and it's not just the team we've got behind us from a core team perspective. It's also the Fartlek family, the community that listen and share and get engaged and get engaged, get engaged and get involved. <laughs> and I don't know what happened then. Um, and uh, yeah, so amazing. And uh, thank you to all of them. And you'll get plenty of thank yous throughout the course of this episode. So, um. Yeah, that's it. So let's get straight into it, mate. We've got a lot to get through. I've got a feeling we're going to have some pretty meaty segments coming. But to start with, last week we promised SMJ live and in person. Yes, we did. SMJ live, Jesus. SMJ (laughs) live. We get sued for that. I know. Um, We promised SMJ live, um, so we've got to deliver SMJ live. So why, why don't we get over, find out how he's been getting on in the pursuit of your mother. Find out how he feels about Emma and Ben's engagement, and most importantly, find out if he's got anything uh, Christmas themed to sell us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And for the last time this series, and for the first time this series face to face, I'm so excited, Matt. Are you excited? Mm. No, not really. I mean, he's been telling me things that I don't want to be hearing, but yeah. Yeah, I kind of am and I can't, I'm kind of not, so we'll see well, how it goes. We promised we were get him on, going to get him on the show. Statman mm. John, are you in the building? All right, how are you? <laughs> very, very good, So Better for hearing your voice. How are you? Statman John? <laughs> Statman John? I'll be honest, I accidentally pressed mute. <laughs> Let's keep rolling with it, Statman John. It's live. It's live. Let's go. How are you? 
Oh, I'm good. I've had a bit to drink, so I'm barely drinking. <laughs> have you? Have you what, 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 what's driven you to drink, SMJ? Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware. I don't know if it's like um, Ben and Emma. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The, the engagement. Were you not mm. happy to hear the news, SMJ? I'll be honest. It, uh, it did break my heart. I had a couple of drinks with a few. And uh, I've, I've seen the future, so spoiler. She leaves him for me at the end. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big old scene. He's in tears. He's naked. And I walk in with Matt's mum and we take her in our arms. <laughs> yeah, oh, so oh. You, Matt, you, Matt's mum and Emma become a thruple, do you? Yes, yes. That's what I was meant to be. Right, OK, OK. Interesting, interesting. So how are things going with Matt's mum, SMJ? Uh, You've got a mute against that man, John. How Fuck how sake. drunk are you? The question I asked that man, John. This is why you don't come in the studio. Um the question I asked that man, John, was how are things going with Matt's mum? Yeah, good. I'm still trying to win her over. Uh, I mm. actually wrote a poem for her. I don't know if I'm allowed to read that on air. Uh, yes, why don't you read read it to us now? Okay, so a poem for Matt's mum, full stop. Uh, to my dear love, Matt's mum, oh how I missed your hum. Your eyes, the colour of the sky, you raise me high like a badger's star. I love your, I love your warm breath on my toes and how your ears melt to my nose. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Sorry. I didn't hear you say the end. Um, okay, brilliant. Well, well, I think the best thing, is, is that your last, your last attempt to win Matt's mum back over? And yeah, and if it doesn't, uh, what am I meant to do? I don't know. Well, exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we find out? right now whether or not it's done the job i thought it was a beautiful poem because you might not know this stat man john but in the background of the what the fartless studio today we've had matt's mum don't tell me she's here don't tell me she's here oh god you can't put that in put some clothes on (laughs) (laughs) um matt's mum how's it going um well i'm not really pleased actually because i don't even know who stat man john is (laughs) I, i wish that I wish that he would leave me alone. I'm so angry at times listening to things. I just don't know who he is. So, so are you saying Matt's what is his, mum? What is his name? John Statman. <laughs> I don't know. Statman, I don't know. Statman John, how do you how do you counter these allegations? Matt's mum is claiming that that it's a figment of your imagination that that you've never been a, a, one, an item. One, John's been saying all these things that he's been doing with it. Please tell me it's been it's not it's not true. 
it's not true. I thought, why would I, Matt? I wouldn't know. Mm. I wouldn't embarrass you. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know who he is. Well, that puts that to bed then, doesn't it? Well, there you go. Um, Matt's mum, I'm so sorry. Um, thank you for, for clearing that up. I'm sorry to bring you on and embarrass you, but hopefully that's put it to bed. Statman John, <laughs> hang, hang, hang your head in shame, sir. Just one last thing. Let me, this always works. You are my <laughs> <laughs> Um... I don't know where we go from here. Statman John, have you got a product to try and sell us this week, or is your heart too broken from this apparent figment of your imagination imploding all at once? I'll be honest, lads. It is broken, but I'm a professional, so let me uh, let me sort myself out here and get on with it. Okay. <laughs> all right, there we are. So I'm ready for the advert. <clears throat> right, uh, should I get straight in? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where else there is to go, to be honest, mate. Okay, question on everyone's So uh, this week, I've actually been sent a Christmas gift. I'm unaware of what it is, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is from unwrapme.com. It was £199. Uh, but there is a discount code for SNBA Unwrapped, and you get £500 off, £301 credit. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Sounds, that, uh, sounds like a great deal. Tell, tell me more about it. Right, let me open it up. So hang on. Oh, I'm a present. I don't know if you can hear that sound effect. Um, oh my. <laughs> this is just me laughing, I'm not joking. <laughs> oh wow! Bloody hell. It's a, a necklace uh, with a pendant on myself on the end. Uh, wow, it's got every single detail of me. It's uh, 30 centimetres long, just like my dong. <laughs> wow. I've captured everything. Let me count, let me count. Yes, 72 chest hair, a huge erect um, lash. I've got one long lash at the end. <laughs> wow, and it's got my extremely rainy like, foot. And uh, <laughs> let me just move that. Oh, yes, they've got my huge penis on there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, a uh, quick review here. Let's have a tip in the mouth. So, but I can eat myself. But, uh... Right. Uh, so, review from at the running Brandon. He had given it three stars. Accurate um, representation of myself. A bit worried about they how they knew about the mole on my uh, bum. So that's his feedback. But I would highly recommend this. I've got three hundred and one pound credit now, so I can uh, get another pendant and make it mum. Who knows? Hmm. Lovely, lovely, <laughs> wonderful. Well, I, I, I feel that this has come to a natural conclusion, Statman John. Mm. Um, Matt's mum has, I, I think, has just just already stormed off um, mm. in anger and shame. Uh, you need to go and have a long, hard think about your perception of reality. Um, are we going to get you back on next series, SMJ? Are we going to do something to get you in the studio? What do you think, lads? I'll be back. You can't get rid of me. I'm like that uh, bird smell under the blanket. I'll be right off. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, brilliant. I think that just about covers it, doesn't it, Matt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't go any further, I don't think. I'm just glad it's uh, it's been outed that uh, it was a fraud and a, a, a hoax all along. Well, well, there you go. And there you go, Matt. The finally, the proof is in the pudding, isn't it? 
The proof is in the pudding. You calling your mum a horse? Straight from the... Um... Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not your finest work, sir. But, oh my God, it was all a figment of SMJ's imagination. I know, it's it's really... It's a weight off my shoulder. Big relief. Mm. Finally, it's been, like I say, it's been put to bed. Um, uh, Yeah. Still, the, uh, the the thing that he's the things that he's selling and the uh, the, the reviews and stuff are, all, are almost comedy gold. It's always yeah. good to have him have him uh, have him live as well. We miss yeah. those. I think we'll, I think we'll do a bit more of that next series. Maybe carry on with the you know don't, if it ain't broke don't fix it. I love the the product reviews. Maybe mm. we'll keep going with them in, uh, in in series nine. But I think getting him in the studio is. I, I, I just I just don't stop laughing. He's just a genius, isn't he? But apparently. If, if, if he, if any of you guys have out there have got any idea where we can go, we start. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's, it's eight series. I mean, what what have we had him do? He's been travelling around the world, <laughs> from, from cha- the world. Chase, chasing an ant. Yes. Um, yes. he was actually our statistician for a year. It were. Yes, two it two were. seasons. It were. Yes, he came and back then for part run. What else? Mm-hmm. Him and Jack went on some adventures. They did. Yes. Yeah. We've we've really milked the Statman John gag, haven't we? Let's be honest. Yeah, I was I was listening to a, a, the a football podcast the other day. What were it? Were the football imposter podcast? It was the um, that Peter Crouch podcast, and they've got a statistician on there as well now. I'm Is he any? They've got some piece it from us. Definitely, definitely. Mm. I reckon I reckon everybody everybody produces the Peter Crouch podcast. Definitely listens to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, the Statman John segment and things. Yeah. yeah, you know what? We're having a bit of that. Mm. Having a bit of that. Imitated, but never duplicated. RSMJ yeah. is still number one, isn't he? Um, right then. So uh, I think it's time for the next segment, isn't it, mate? It is. Yes, uh, I think I think it's time for me to step up, isn't it? Um, mm. How are you yeah. How are you feeling about interviewing? Uh, I've done it once before, and so with uh, with Ruth Blessler, Um and you did very well. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, I was a bit nervous at first. Uh, a couple of times I stumbled along my, my words because I'll hear that in the interview. But I thought it went well, uh, and it was a great chat. You opened up uh, quite well, and I enjoyed everything that you had to say. It was uh, very interesting, uh, and I learned learned a little bit from you as well. Uh, some things I've never never um, heard you come out with or speak about. Um, it's very um, yeah eye opening. Thanks, mate. Um, well, yeah, I mean, let's let's get to it then. Should we go and have a chat with uh, with Rob Hitchmo? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird introducing yourself. <laughs> yeah, let's go and have a chat with our, our, with our good pal, Rob Hitchmo. Good old thumbhead. <laughs> Hi, Fartlet family, and welcome to the final stop on our road to 100. An exceptional centenary episode deserves an exceptional guest. Someone in high regard who's done some incredible things and has reached the pinnacle of his running career, with plans to conquer some of his most bizarre and inspirational running feats of endurance. However, he wasn't available. Instead, today we're mixing it up as our interviewer turns interviewee for one episode only, as I put the Commander-in-Chief, a.k.a. the thumb, through his paces with all the questions. His hard work, dedication, commitment, management skills and ability to ignore how stressful a certain tiny idiot makes his life has, over the past two and a half years, fueled this train to the success it has become today. Let's head down the rails and find out about where it all started, how it's going, and what's next. The last stop along the Season 8 track sees us getting off at Hitchmore Station. Choo-choo. Rob, how's it going? I thought you were going to say getting off with Hitchmo then. I was like, don't tell people about that, that's private. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm good, thanks, mate. That was, it started off really nasty, but it finished off really nice. 
Well, yes, that's, that was a third attempt as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll not, we'll, 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 not, we'll not share the first two attempts, shall no. we? Preserve no. your uh, dignity. Yeah. Yes, yes, mate. How's it going anyway? I've, I've been out for a run today. How's it, how's it, how's it? Uh, no, no, I'm coming down with this dreaded flu bug that's going around at Christmas. So mm-hmm. um, I've been, uh, uh, we're back in Widnes for Christmas now. So um, I'm just been uh, holed up in my mum's house. Uh, kids are sick as well. Harper's particularly poorly, bless her. So we've just been slugging Lucas Aid and um, she's been on dosed up on Cal Paul and just been keeping warm, to be honest. But, uh, but yeah, just... Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably won't run for a while now. I've got a good excuse, haven't I? I'm sick. Yeah, Christmas is on its way as well, so yes. Right, uh, I thought I'd structure it by to put a post out on uh, on Instagram asking people uh, for their questions, and we've had quite a few uh, different questions. Uh, and I thought I'd, I'd, I'd run it like that. I know you do it a little bit differently, uh, but Running Birdie, Amy, tweet, tweet. Uh, she started it off uh, by saying, sorry, if you've been asked this before, but when did you get into running and why? Oh, right in there. Um, mm. Uh, it's a really good question, and it's one that I'm really glad you asked. Um, I've talked about running and my journey into running, you know, um, family members not being very well and, and, and doing some fundraising to try and uh, make a bit of a difference for them. It's all true. It's not that, that it didn't happen, but there's probably another side to, to my running journey, uh, particularly how running helped me in 2018 that's something that I've never really unboxed um I've never really spoken about publicly or privately um I only really kind of started getting to understand it myself when I went to counseling earlier this year and it's it's one of those things that um I've been trying to figure out a way to weave it into the podcast um because I feel like it's something that I'm certainly not alone in having felt the feelings and had the experiences that I had um so if I can maybe talk about it, whilst I've certainly not got solutions or um, or, or answers, uh, I think maybe I'm hoping that if we can dedicate maybe five, ten minutes at the start to talking a little bit about the circumstances around it, um, it might m- might resonate with some people. It might make some people feel a little bit less alone. And I think given the nature of what I'm going to talk about, it, it certainly might make you feel a little bit less I don't know, like you're you're less of a person for feeling feeling those feelings. Um, what I'm talking about is. In 2018, I, I started running alongside a series of other actions to help combat what I can only describe as a kind of a con- constant feeling of just utter self-loathing, I think, which I know sounds dramatic, mm. but I was in a in, in a place in life where, I mean, you can there's a number of things that I've kind of dealt with, I deal with this, from a personality perspective, um, uh, you call it self-depreciation, imposter syndrome, catastrophization, we've talked about it before on the podcast, but um i think a number of things happened to me kind of between 2014 and 2018 um that put me in a place where i felt utterly hopeless i think it's probably the best way to put it and really not i I had no love for myself i had no love for who i was either the way i looked or or the person i was or the value that i added um to the world and um it was horrible it was a really hard um time in my life and running helped me with that um, and I thought that maybe it'd be good to talk a little bit about kind of some of the things that that maybe happened to to to, to make that happen, and 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 maybe it'll it'll kind of ring true to some people because I hope that people listening, if you do feel that way, might might it might it might mean something to them, and and maybe might might help you in in, in some small way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you said you went to counselling. Are you able to share any of those reasons why or or anything yeah. like that? Yeah, of course I can. Of course I can. Um, I mean, so go on, sorry. 
No, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing the, the counselling told you to, to start doing the exercise and start the running and, and maybe, and that's the reason why you, why you took on that good, journey? Good question. Uh, no, actually. Um, it was, it was kind of the other way around. Um, <coughs> sorry, there goes the first cough of the day. Um, no, it was the other way around. It was, counselling was kind of the last thing for me. It was the last piece of the jigsaw where I'd, I'd kind of processed things to the point that I could, I, I, I could talk about it and, and I could face into it because previously I absolutely couldn't. I think what, what's kind of happened with me is I think up until about 2014, I've always, I was 27 at that point and I was still living like a student, very immature, very selfish life. With that comes no responsibility. So, you know, crap job, not bothered about, you know, career progression, living for the weekend, putting the wrong things in my body, chasing girls. Mm. And, um, and I think that even though I didn't have any responsibility, it did mean that I could do what I want in my life. So I was, I was in good shape. I walked everywhere. I went to the gym. I, I, I ran. I played football three nights a week. So I was in a pretty good physical condition. Um, but then I met Sammy. And Sammy had a son, mm-hmm. Alex, and um, my life kind of changed. Well, it feels like overnight. I, I don't think it was overnight in hindsight, but it feels like it was overnight. And um, I found a purpose. I, I, I wanted to be a dad. I wanted to be a husband. I wanted to be a provider and a protector. I found a reason to, to live. I always say that Sammy saved my life. And as cheesy as it is, I, I believe it. I needed her to come along when she did. But what it meant was my life turned upside down in an instant. And all the things I did, I stopped doing in terms of exercise. And um, and, and I put on a lot of weight. I was, I was underweight in my 20s. I was about nine stone. And I ballooned up to about 16 by the time 2017 rolled around. So I'd put on about seven stone. I'd also been going through some stuff at work. Um, again, this is something that's been unpacked through therapy later where I was in a relationship, I was in a, not a relationship, but I had a, well, yeah, a relationship at work with my boss who, um, who was abusive in terms of the things that he made me, uh, that, that, you know, he gaslighted me to, to, to do things that, 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 that compromised my kind of, um, ethics, you know, uh, to work too hard and to, um, uh, he hung over me. He knew that I wanted to progress my career. He knew that I wanted to provide my family, but he also knew that because of my imposter syndrome, I was desperate to not lose my job. And that was dangled over me. I ended up coming out in a full body stress rash from the neck down, my entire torso, um, uh, for about a year that was eventually diagnosed by a dermatologist as stress. And then the other thing was that I had dietary issues and I was really struggling with, um, uh what I was putting in my body. I was eating really badly to be fair. I wasn't exercising, but um I was probably I was waking up four nights a week with pins and needles in my hands and sitting on the toilet in agony with nothing happening for an hour. And when all those things kind of happen together and at the same time, it's almost like a perfect storm. And I just and, and you blame yourself, you know, you've you know, you, you, your body's doing what your body's doing because you're eating badly. And you're too lazy to exercise. That's why you, that's why you, you put weight on. Um, you're not good enough at work. That's why you're stressed. And you, you get into this cycle of blaming yourself. And I got to a point where I just had no self-worth, no self-value. I was constantly living in this fear that I was going to get found out. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the world was going to find me out. I was going to fraud. And why would my, my beautiful ten of a wife 
that I was punching to be with anyway. Why would she want to stay with me when I had no value? I'm going to lose my job. They're going to find me out at work. I just, I just hated myself. Wow. And, um, and I don't want to say, I, I, I just want to clarify, like, I never had suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. It, often people who display similar traits and characteristics to what I'm describing, that is where it leads to. And I don't want to belittle that at all. It absolutely is, is an important thing. And often other areas of the mental health spectrum, again, can, can lead to, to that kind of thing. I, ne- I never felt suicidal, but what I did feel is I felt like I did no value to the world. So I used to sit at work staring at my death in service benefits and my life insurance policy and thinking to myself, I'm worth 500 grand dead. I'm not going to kill myself, but I'm worth more dead. That's how, that's how little... I value my, myself. Like I've got no self worth because my family. I, I, I'm disadvantaging my family just by being alive. Right. Like that's that's that's, that's you know what I mean. Your family would be better off. They'd, they'd, they'd be set for life with money mm. if you just if, if you weren't here. And it was just it just capitulated and capitulated. And I was at a point where I just don't want to get out of bed in the morning. And um, and yeah and, and and it was the start of 2018. Through a, a combination of, I guess, circumstance and um, chance, I think, and also hard work from, from my, what do they say, luck is where opportunity meets hard work. Um, a couple of things changed. I, I got a new job with a boss who understood me and understood imposter syndrome and catastrophization and had an awareness of mental health and was was able to 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 get the best out of me because all i ever want to do and i hope people see this through the podcast as well is i just want to look after i just want to take care of everybody i want to do a good job i want to take everything on my shoulders and i want to do a good job i need to be told i'm doing a good job that's what imposter syndrome is um that's that that's what that that, well in, in my sense it's not for everybody but for me it's this idea of you need to be validated and when you don't get that validation it's the end of the world it's a disaster you your brain takes you to this on this merry go round and you don't sleep because you're just thinking of the worst that could happen and how useless you are and my boss got that and she she piled a load of work on top of me she challenged me in this new job but she absolutely recognized me for it and it was amazing um and then I I I I I cut meat and dairy out of my diet, um, which was another big factor. Um, the the the, the I, it was, I was diagnosed with IBS by process of elimination. I don't still don't think I've got IBS, um, but cutting meat and dairy out was going vegan. It, it it stopped the problems almost overnight, and the weight started falling off. and And I started running. And my my mother in law was diagnosed with breast cancer, so I wanted to again raise some money for her. So the charity thing came back in. And um, and these were all kind of the first steps to, to, I guess, starting to love myself a little bit again, because I didn't. And you can't you can't look for love in the world until you love yourself. I get I know I sounded dead cheesy, but these are all things I've had to work through. If, if you've got no love for you, if you've got no self-value, then how can you be valuable? So these but, but running was one of the big things and, and finding the community and all the stuff I'm going to talk about the podcast coming up really saved me because I don't think I'd be where I am today if it wasn't for running and if it wasn't for the things that I've achieved and that we've achieved as a team so yeah I know that was a bit deep to start with and not the kind of the the, the jokey calling each other dickheads thing that we always start we normally do but it's just one of those things where I think you know a lot of people will probably suffer with with things like that and, and struggle and 
And if me talking about it a little bit makes you feel a little bit more seen, a little bit more heard and a little bit more, if nothing else, slide into my DMs and, and talk to me about how you're feeling because, you know, you're not alone and it's hard sometimes. And especially when you get into that cycle of just just, just not feeling like you're worth anything, um, but you are worth something and you, you, it can get better and, and, and you can find ways to cope with it. And I just hope that, that people... If, if they are in that in that place that maybe they, they can think about speaking to somebody mm, yeah just going going back on on the on the managerial change that it's, it's the managerial <laughs> style that i'm guessing that's that's that, that pushed you and, and made you you know come out of your shell a little bit and, and appreciate things more and, and stuff like that um yeah <laughs> I, I mean i don't know where to go i don't know where to go with that um no, no, I don't think we need to go any further with it, mate. I think you know, mm. like you're right. It is. It's. It's. it's and, and they're all they're things that I carry with me now, and the things that Stacey, my boss, taught me. Um, I carry through not just in work now, but I carry through in life and with the podcast. And you know, it, life's all about lessons, and it's about taking them for the positive. We we don't have to unpack this anymore. It was just I wanted to get it off my chest for, for my recovery as much as anything. Because yeah. I, st- I still deal with I still deal with imposter syndrome. I still, you know. I get so many lovely messages from people about how the podcast has helped them and I appreciate it so much. But one of the things that I deal with, with my imposter syndrome, with my catastrophization, with my self-depreciation is that when somebody says something negative, it hits so much harder. And I can't tally in my brain all the nice things and all the people, all the people that have told me I've helped them. It's the one person that told me I'm a dickhead or I don't know what I'm talking about or uh, I'm a fraud. It's that that sits with me for weeks and weeks and weeks. But we learn you, and we grow. You say, it, you say it yourself at the end of every show, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that quote that, you've, uh, <clears throat> that, you, that you mention every week, stuff them. Uh, yeah. we, do, we do what we do. Let them do what they do. <clears throat> Absolutely. But, yeah, no, that's just, just something I wanted to talk about and start with. But let's, let, let's move on to another question, man. Sorry, I, I took that a bit deep, didn't I? But, you know, going on to the, the, the statement that you make at the end of every show, we've got Gary Ludwin. He, he sent a few questions in, actually. Mm. Put, do, you, do you think you have a catchphrase? Um, uh, I think my, my own, probably my biggest catchphrase is um, is you disappoint me every single day, um, <laughs> which is which is directed at you um, because you do find a way to disappoint me every single day. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Do you including think I'm yesterday, gonna, including yesterday? Yeah, when you just decided you weren't recording after not telling anybody. Um, do you think I've got a catchphrase? Um, I think it's like again the, the one that you the end of every show. The uh, what, is, what is it now? I've, you've done it that many times. I've, I've forgot what it is. I'm not. I'm not going to bail you out. You're not going to bail me out. I'm not even going to say it either because it's not my catchphrase. It's yours. <laughs> uh, uh, be excellent to each other. Maybe that's the be wonderful. Be excellent to yeah. each other and be kind or get in the sea. Yes, that's the one. That's yeah. the one indeed. <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah, maybe maybe maybe, maybe that then. Boom orange carrot as well. I think has has become a. Uh, a, a beloved, a beloved part of the fact, like family journey, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, another one from Running Birdie. Uh, we're talking about running and your running journey. Um, mm. I know you've done a, few, a few races and a few few marathons, but your most memorable run slash race, what would that be? Um, it's got to be Paris. It's got to mm. be Paris Marathon. Um, it's my first marathon again. I don't want to rehash overall stuff. I know we've talked about this kind of thing before on the podcast, but. Um, I, you know, running a marathon is is special, and I know I moan about it all the time. But the sense of achievement of hitting that twenty six point two, becoming part of that one percent, I think is it's it's massive. 
and it's hugely, hugely important. And uh, to, to me, in terms of, you know, a milestone, if you will, in my running journey. And you just couldn't have written Paris. You know, I lived in Paris for a year when I was a student. I've uh, lived in France a few times over my life. Um, uh, my brother's French. Um, my dad lives out there. And, um, and you know, an amazing city and an amazing event. And um, I worked bloody hard in training for it. And it was just the typical first marathon where I ran 20 miles. Perfect. It was just, I was on pace. I wanted sub four. I was, I was hitting at 8.50. Maybe got a bit too fast. Then the 8.38, then an 8.45. I was flying and then I hit 20 miles. And oh my God, when they say you hit the wall, you don't realise it until you hit it, do you? Mm. Um, and I just, I hit it hard. I didn't just hit it. I ran into it head first. Cleaned myself out on it. Um, I just, yeah. And then I just, I walked, stumbled. The, the, the end of it and then I got to I think I got to 400 meters to go and I, I thought I'd missed it I thought I'd missed four hours and I was really down on myself my you know I talk all the time on the podcast my head goes before my body and um, my head had gone <laughs> 10 kilometers ago really when I hit the wall um and then I saw uh 358 um and I saw 400 meters to go and I always you know my rule of thumb is always you know it takes about 30 seconds eight minute miles is about 30 seconds every 100 meters so in my head I was like if I get to eight minute miles I'm gonna hit this mm. oh my god I felt like I was running through a treacle <laughs> and then you know I, and then I got as I got close to the finish line there was a, a bunch of people trying to run over the finish line together hand in hand so I barged through them ruined their finish line photo and almost <laughs> dove over the finish line and then my watch said 59 56 and i was constantly just refreshing and updating my phone because i needed the official time and then i had me i had music on so my phone had like no battery left so it's oh. like oh shit i hope this battery doesn't go i need to get in touch with sammy afterwards and and then eventually it, it popped up it refreshed and it was 359 59 and you know and, and and i think that running is such a personal thing isn't it for me that was huge that was my that was my world record you know what i mean mm. that was my kipchoge sub two hour and that's the wonderful thing about running that to some people, are, you know, they can bang out a four hour marathon in a training run in the sleep. It's nothing to them, but that doesn't matter. That's the beauty of this, this hobby, this pastime, this sport that we love so much is that to me, that was my Mount Everest. That was my Goliath and I conquered it. You know what I mean? Mm. And um, yeah, that was pretty special. That was pretty emotional. Wasn't that? Yeah, uh, we've heard the story so many times that 359.59, you, could, you couldn't even do it again if you tried. Uh, even, no. if you, even if you even if you you can like you said run, run sub four hours in your sleep even if you tried doing it it's like ben with his stopwatch bingo it's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just no, no, never again <laughs> never again Definitely. uh just going back on your mental health then uh obviously we went mm. through covid uh and stuff like that how how did that affect that that imposter syndrome and the, and the counseling and all that sort of stuff how, how how did you get through that how did you manage um in a weird good question really good question actually mate in a weird way it kind of helped, which I know that sounds crazy, but in a weird way, it kind of helped because I was stuck at home, which made me less exposed to <laughs> the world. So, mm. you know, the, the one thing that I will always say about my wife is that she's got my back. And, you know, the, the, the way I was feeling in terms of not feeling value, valued, not feeling like I was worth anything, it was never anything that she did. She's been nothing but my biggest supporter and she's she's incredible. Um so I, I was just with her and it was just us together. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think 
the one thing that it did impact from a running perspective was the absence of races and the absence of the ability to, at the time I was very driven by personal bests and I was very driven by the concept of um, getting the next goal, getting the next marker. I was really close to a sub 25k. I just PB'd three times in a row over 10k Um, and I was desperately, desperately trying to get a PB over a half. And um, and I felt close to it. Two weeks before COVID, I, I ran a, a, a quick a PB five k at Parkrun, and um, I was really close. And and that all just that went away. I didn't. I wasn't able to maintain that fitness through through COVID. Yeah. Um, I I just wasn't. My, my my mind wasn't in it. My body wasn't in it. My, you know, there were just circumstances. Just, just I just couldn't do it. And so I felt I struggled for a long time with being slower and if you think about it when what i was talking about before um i had tried to get into running kind of in those dark years and going so much slower than i had when i was like 26 27 actually made things worse so there was a real danger that that was going to rear its ugly head again and suddenly seeing the minutes add up on those times when i was out running um uh i was probably i was probably in, in a way in, in some danger of um, of, of maybe relapsing a little bit and, and going back to a slightly darker place. But what was really lucky was I found you guys and I found the podcast and I found friends through through a mutual love of running. And when the world opened up again, we it switched completely from this is all about PBs to I just want to run with my pals. Mm. And I would I would rather run at a plod with a friend than run a PB on my own. Now, and that's genuine. That's not. That's not. Yeah. Uh, you know, a line. Yeah. My, my, my mindset switched completely. So that, that that links nicely into a question that we've been sent in by uh, Sean Baxter. Did mm. you ever think that you would be creating a community when you started the podcast? It's quite a good question. This mm, really uh, no, no is the honest answer. It was probably the other way round. So we'd had involvement in the Instagram running community. That's how we all met, mm-hmm. and I think there was kind of like. A, in some in, in, in a weird way, it was kind of like I'd made some connections with people, you know, through Instagram and through running and as a mutual kind of uh, interest. And in a weird way, I was almost like, well, if we if we make this podcast, um, we're going to be able to like at least at least if it's shit and nobody wants to listen to it, at least these people might listen to it out of guilt and pity. And then I was like, you know what I mean? So it's almost like I was almost like I wanted the community to serve me a little bit, I think. Um <laughs> But it was kind of like when it was when Make Matt Run rolled around mm. um, and we saw what with unwittingly it, Make Matt Run, the first one was not. I mean, you, I hopefully you'll agree with me. It was not written to be a community builder, a, a way to bring people together. It was just a silly idea that we had that more people got involved with than we thought. And we, and we had to kind of like adapt and adjust what we were doing on the fly almost. Mm. And. I think what that what that made me realise was that Instagram as a running community is great. Run clubs are great. But I think a lot of the time people, not everyone has the confidence or the social skills or even just 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 to get up and go to throw themselves in like we're all we're all terrified i think of rejections as human mm. beings it's such a natural thing we're terrified of putting ourselves out there and being like sort of told that, that, that you know we're not wanted so what what i think i realized because i'm quite an extroverted person which is ironic given you know the, the, the all the stuff i've been talking about i think it's maybe a bit of a mask in some ways but anyway i'm quite happy going out and talking to anyone 
So yeah. I never found an issue. Like some people probably don't like me and they're like, you know, they'll ignore me, but I'll talk to anybody. And the thing that I realized when we started doing the community events was that not everybody's like that. And, you know, there are people who desperately, desperately, desperately just want to make some connections and make some pals and, and have a sense of belonging and have, and have a sense of community. But maybe something like Instagram, it's too vast. It's too wide. They don't know where to start. They don't know how to engage with people. Um, but, uh, you know, what, what, what's the, the, the catalyst? What's the spark that starts it? And Mate Matt Run showed me that we could be that. We could do that. Um, and then it just became a mission. Then it became, I will, whether there's three of us at Parkrun or 50 of us at the weekender, um, I will do whatever I can to connect people. And if, if I can help people feel a little bit less lonely, a little bit less glum and a little bit less isolated at a difficult time um, and help them make those connections, then that's going to be my, that's my project now. The podcast is almost secondary to it and the community becomes becomes the important thing. And that's what we've tried to, I guess, grow and, and build ever since. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with everything you just said there. From from my point of view as well, it's uh, it, we never thought it was going to be what what it's become today. Uh, and speaking of the community, we've got another one from Gary Lovebin asking mm. uh, if you could run with anyone from the What the Fartlek community, who would it be? Oh, that's a horrible question. It's, 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 a, it's a horrible yeah, one. Uh, actually, not not not, not, not you. But... Not you, Gaddy, for asking that question. Um, putting me on the spot like that. Um, there's no. a, there's a, there's, there is a, a good answer here, a, a, a politi- politician's answer for this one, I think. Uh, well, I'm probably not going to do it. Um, so I think there's loads of people, first and foremost. Anyone who I've not had a chance to get to know on a one-to-one basis yet. Personally, anyone who has not been to a meetup, anyone who have not got to a park run with, um, absolutely everybody who shows an interest in the podcast, who shows love to the podcast, who um, is part of the Fartlet family, part of the community, I want to run with you all. I think probably the the, the, the ones that stand out, though, are probably um, the people who are furthest afield. So you think of, like, Moore and TJ, you know, the guys who are out in America who... Mm get t-shirts delivered and pay extortionate amounts to just have a what the fuck like t-shirt over over in, in, in the states i think you know because circumstances are so i guess against allowing us to meet i, I think maybe maybe those guys um uh would, would probably stand out but but everybody everybody apart from gary ludwig after that comment <laughs> no you know i love gary <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, another one. I think he's made up for this that other question here because mm. what is your biggest takeaway moment or advice from an interviewee? Beautiful question. Life is terminal. Oh, that's I yeah. Um, yeah, nearly, nearly lost it then. I think there's been so many inspirational people that we've spoken to, and I don't want to devalue the importance of any of their journeys and how it's impacted me. I take great pride in facilitate being a facilitator to tell people's stories to bring it to our community and and help people learn about each other and the amazing things that we do just under the guise of being ordinary people um and there's been some incredible incredible people but matthew pullen matthew pullen changed my life um we were still so early into the journey, not really knowing what we were as a podcast, not really knowing who I was as a, an interviewer, if that's what you want to call it, loosest sense of the word. The fact that he had been through so much. At that young age, he's was only a couple of years older than my eldest son is now. Mm. And 
he lived with, suffered through, and ultimately succumbed to far too soon a horrible illness. But his outlook on life, his positivity, man, his his, his raison d'être was just fucking wonderful. Mm. And I was so honoured that he chose to trust me to tell his story. And I, I hope we did it some tiny modicum of justice. I carry Beemo Matthew with me all the time. Yeah. And I'm so sad that he's not with us anymore, but what a great kid. And yeah, that one, life is terminal. It's our job to live it is a piece of advice. That I think we all need to, 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 to live by. Um, and yeah, I was very, very lucky to do that chat. Yeah, and just just to, just a reminder for people, anybody that wants to listen to that episode, it's series two, episode three. Uh, Matthew Pullen, yeah, so it's a it's, it's a great chat, and and yeah, God bless his God bless his soul. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, mate. No, it's, Sorry. it's all right. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Um, moving on then. Um, let's, I'm just trying to get through the questions here. Oh, man. Oh, let's have a, a bit of a different one. Jim, Jim the Law runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when are you bunch of northern monkeys coming south? Oh, well, when you're when you're as polite as that about it, Jim. Um, <laughs> uh, we do have plans to come down south. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things that we've got in plan for 2023 is our what the fuck like pacing squad. The amazing guys that run through have, um, have, have, have hooked us up, and we're going to start doing some pacing takeovers at their events. We've, we're booked into a northern one. Obviously, it's easier with us all being up north to start that way. But um, we would we would love to come down south to to, to do some something like that. I think. Also, just getting down to maybe do some park runs. You know, we went we came down to Bognor. We were in Milton Keynes last year. Um, you know, we have been about. We're at London, of course, in April. Um, I want to get down south more. We've got an incredible contingent of Fartlight family who are down south, and they do a lot of travel. They do a lot of, you know, coming up to meetups and events, and they spend real money on hotels and petrol and, and all that stuff, and, and it do, it doesn't go unnoticed. Please don't think it does. I'm, I'm incredibly humbled and grateful that you do. And, um, and yeah, and, uh, and, and so I think I, I would love, I, I would love to. We'll, we'll, we'll get as much in the diary as we can for 2023. Awesome, awesome. Um, and speaking of the diary, what, uh, what, what, what um, past events, what has been your standout WTF community moment for the last two years? Um, that's, that's another one from Gary. He's, he's on fire this week. Yeah, it's all Gary. Gary should have just interviewed me, shouldn't he? <laughs> um, we have done a better job. No, I'm joking. Um, there's loads. Every every meet that we've done, whether it's two people at a park run or whether it's one of the weekenders or the Alton Towers events that have, you know, got 56 people at, have meant the absolute utmost to me. Like I just mentioned, the fact that people will, if you build it, they will come. You know, I mean, people will spend money to come and spend spend time with us and to be a part of what we're trying to build. And this is yours as much as it's ours. The Fartlek family is, it's our community and it's your community. And it means a lot to me. From a personal perspective, the first weekender stands out is, is always a standout moment to me. That, that felt like a turning point. That was the first one that we did were... We got a really good turnout and people were really engaged and it went seamlessly. And I just remember sitting, there was a, next to the football pitches, there was a embankment in front of a lake and we sat and had a bottle of beer after the match. And I just remember looking over people, it was dead sunny, it was a really warm, lovely day. 
And I was looking out over everybody, just smiling and laughing and talking to each other. People I'd never spoken to or met before. I remember just feeling happy, just really content. You know what I mean? And there was no, not, none of my imposter syndrome, none of my catastrophization, none of the bad stuff was creeping in. I just felt warm and fuzzy. And that, that will stick with me. I'm so grateful to everybody, not just people at that event, but everyone who's always come because you give me that warm and fuzzy feeling. Um, and you're all amazing. But yeah, that one, that one really stands out to me. It was, that, that was kind of like a moment where I thought, okay, we can push on with this and we can do a bit more. And that probably led to the bigger events that we've run since. Yeah. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, final one from Gary. Because uh, mm. uh, we're running out of time. I've got one yeah. more question after this, though. But what okay. is the best thing about Matt? Loyalty. Oh. Loyalty. Like, there is there is nobody... I expect, I expect, before you, I expected a lot worse than that. <laughs> there, is, there is nobody... There is nobody that I would rather have at my right hand going into battle. And we do go into battle sometimes, whether we've got, whether, whether we've took on far too much work, whether we're up against a massive deadline, whether we've completely forgotten to do something and we need to do it, whether we're, we're trying to deliver something. Matt is somebody who will never speak about you behind your back, will never, never has duplicitous intentions, never has ulterior motives. He's just really fucking loyal and i'm very very grateful that you're my friend mate i'm very very not not just the podcast in in life i'm very grateful that i found you and i'm very grateful that we're on this journey together there's nobody i'd rather have as my co-pilot um yeah i think i think you're you're all right really <laughs> every time you give me grief now i'm just gonna play that back to you. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a phone ringtone won't it <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh yeah, I'll, t- I'll take it away <laughs> from the what the podcast rings us up. Very good. <laughs> um, yeah, just as a fi- finally from from me, I know you, you you're looking forward to a, a race next April. Um, uh, something that's coming forward on your agenda, uh, London Marathon. Mate, how are you feeling about that? What, what's your thoughts? Do you reckon it's going to be as big as as Paris, or do you reckon you're going to be have a, have as much fun of a time, or how how are you <laughs> feeling about it? I think it's going to be different. I think, you know, JP and I have already agreed that we're running it together. Um, we're doing it for me, which, I mean, I ran Paris for charities for Prostate Cancer UK, but Paris was very much about me. It was like me on my mountaintop, you know what I mean? It was like my journey and me against the world. Um, uh, London's not going to be that. It's going to be, I want to see as many Fartlek family over the course of the weekend as we can, whether you're running it, spectating it, whatever. I want to see you. I want to talk to you. I want to engage with you. I want to interact with you. Um, whether um, when it comes to running it, I want to just high five everybody. I want as many power ups as I can get. If I want to stop and walk and have a drink, I want to stop and walk and have a drink. Uh, there's no pressure, there's no expectation. Um, it's all about drinking in the atmosphere of probably the most iconic marathon in the world, in my opinion. You talk about Boston, I know you know all that, but for me, London is the one. I've never run it, and I've heard so many people that I've interviewed tell me about how incredible it is. And I can't wait for it to be my turn to start that race and to be at that start line. Um, so, yeah, there's no pressure. There's no fear at the moment. I just want to get through a marathon training block. I want to get through time on feet, get those miles in my legs. I just want to go and have a dead good time. Sounds like a plan, mate. Sounds like a plan. We've been talking for uh, well over 30 minutes now, buddy. Is there anything else that you want to cover? Anything you want to get off your chest before we uh, wrap this baby up? 
No, just a thank you to you, mate. Very ably um, uh, interviewed. I, I felt very professionally taken care of. Um, I guess just just to finish, just a, a huge. I'll, I'll probably do this in the final segment as well, so I don't want to repeat myself too much. But just a huge thank you to everyone who's been on this journey with us. I fart like family. You incredible human beings. You make me so happy. Wherever it is you've come from, whatever it is you want to achieve from running, the fact that you choose to do it as part of our Motley crew makes me so bloody happy. And I, I see every single one of you and I appreciate every single one of you. Um, big things coming in 2023. Loads of meetups. Ex- we've got we've got the website being revamped. We've got a blog We've got blogs and articles coming um, from the community, more coming from the newsletter. We've got pacing events coming. Um, we've got parkrun challenges. Ben and Emma are back doing those. Um, we've got community events, more episodes, more amazing guests. Just thank you for everything you do. And thank you to the amazing team as well um, that sit behind me. They, you know, I, I don't want to make out like for the last 35 minutes of making out this is a one man show. I am but a cog in the machine of what the fart like and you all know who you are and you're incredible. And yeah, just um, here's to here's here's to the next hundred episodes. Hey, eh, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, is anyone there? Why no? are you it, Jack? Yeah. Why are you here? I don't know, Matt just invited me and I joined the call. What what's this? Oh, you're welcome. Matt, what you're, do you mean you're, you're welcome? Welcome. It's Jack's podcast after all. Yes, we were here for hundred episodes, didn't we? Oh yes, the podcast. I forgot I was still doing that. I was just letting you guys run with it in the background. So have we hit a hundred? <laughs> I, I, was, I, brought, I brought him on to take the flack off of me, to be honest with you. Oh, my. Yeah, the only time that you don't get the piss taken out of you is when Jack's on. Yeah. Um, how are we doing, Jack? No, I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? Have you got over your illness you had last week or the week before? Uh, no, it's come back worse. Oh. But, uh, but I'm soldiering through. Um, uh, I, 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 normally, at this point, I'd be. It, it would be a good opportunity, actually, Jack, given that... Um, Normally, I'd ask Matt at this point what he thought of the the chat that just uh, preceded this segment. Um, of course, Matt and I were both involved in the chat that preceded this segment, so I would ask you, but you've not listened to it, have you? I haven't listened to it, but, right, okay, um, of course but I, I can it. make a good guesstimation. Uh, okay. The person asking the questions I thought was really, really good. I mm. thought I think he should be the star of any podcast going forward. Mm. And the other guy sounded like he was a bit unwell, so I hope he mm. gets better soon. But he didn't mm. mention it. Mm. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> is that good? Is that good? Is that good enough? Well, is there any is there any other reason you're here apart from to antagonise me? Um, I know two people who got engaged, and I quite like them. And and I know that they normally pop along around this type of the podcast. So this was when I decided to accept Matt's invite because I wanted to speak to them because I love them. That's mm. actually quite adorable. Um, well, yes, it is time for Park Run with Ben and Emma. Uh, for the first time ever, Ben and Emma as fiancé and fiancé. Uh, mm. should, we, should we get them on, lads? Uh, Jack, why don't you introduce them? Oh, and welcome into the stage, the newly engaged Ben Stittle and Emma Jones, soon to be Emma Stittle. Is that good enough? <laughs> well, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. 
It is if Emma's going to take Ben's surname, otherwise it's really fucking awkward. Well, I hope she could, <laughs> otherwise I'll take it. Someone has to take it. <laughs> You're right, Ben and Emma. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to steal my husband, as usual, but you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, yeah. were, you ex- were you expecting Lord Penfold to be on the call? No. He's not been here all series, and then he just rocks up for episode 100. He's done absolutely nothing this series. He's not, not edited anything. He's not been on any segments. He's not contributed a bean. And uh, now he's just showing up to take the glory of episode 100. Yep. That's why we're rock and roll. <laughs> he's just so brash about it. We, oh. we love you, Jackie. We wouldn't have you any other way. It's mm. just, just how you are. I'm yeah. basically, what I am is I'm like a cloud in the sky or the sun in the sky, and every so often you just look up to it and you go, oh, that's pretty, and then maybe I'll do something every so often as well. That's, just, that's what I've brought to the podcast this year. That is an absolutely dreadful metaphor. Like the Teletubby sun, maybe. <laughs> I knew that's where you were I going with it. Your face in that. Yeah, can you imagine yeah. Jackie's got face in there? Oh, for God's sake. Jack, yep. be quiet. Okay, oh yes, otherwise we will be going for about ten hours. Yes. Uh, ben, Emma, how are we doing? Let's talk about Parkrun. Um, the cat is out of the bag. It wasn't a spoiler because it was all over the old social medias anyway, but it was a very exciting, very important, very special weekend at Parkrun. But it wasn't without its stress. It wasn't without its blocks, roadblocks. It wasn't without its, um, its, its uh, potential uh, pitfalls. Let's talk about it, man. Just just take the floor. Tell us all about what you guys got up to at Parkrun this weekend. Okay. Evening, by the way. Um, hi, Jack. Uh, no, good to have you here. Um, sorry it wasn't you, Jack, but you're too far south. Um, so, Parkrun. So, yeah, obviously everyone knows what's happened. Um, I, I'm going to sound soft here, but I've, I've known Emma was going to be the one for quite a while now. A good good six months or more to the point that I've actually had the ring hidden in the house for nearly the last six months um and I just had to pick a time to do it and when I realized that I had parkrun is our thing we love parkrun we love traveling to parkrun we love meeting people there and and seeing people that we know the Fartlet family and others there so I thought it'd be a nice occasion to do it at a parkrun and it just so happened that at the weekend it was going to be my 100th different venue, um, which is a fairly big milestone in tourism. So I thought, hmm, can't have all the attention on me. I might as well direct some towards them. Let's uh, let's make it an extra special day uh, for both of us. Um, so, yeah, it was, what, three, three weeks or so ago I rang you up, Rob, and... Uh, I said, Rob, I need to run an idea past you. I'm thinking of proposing to Em. Um, this is kind of how I want it to go. This is the date it's going to be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, will you will you help me with it? As in, well, we'll get to that point. So you, you obviously agreed. I I enlisted the help of Scott Slow Farrer. He made the banner that you saw in the in the thing. Well, he designed it and uh, sent it off to the printer etc and we got it delivered to your house rob um and yeah there were a couple of others who were roped in but anyway so so i i I choreographed it all in my head we spoke about it and 
uh, it was fast approaching Saturday last week when when we were sat there and obviously we'd had some bad weather the weekend before whilst we were in Rotterdam. Um, so we knew that a few events had suffered um, cancellations, etc. But we were kind of hopeful they would be on the following week. But obviously the weather never really picked up. It was still minus and freezing temperatures, which was putting a lot of them uh, at risk. Um, some of them were cancelling early Thursday. I'd I'd obviously chosen Heaton just purely because I knew a lot of the witness lot were coming, and those that I knew were coming, it was kind of central to us. It, the, the location was irrelevant, really. I wanted to do it at a park run that was new to me and was easy for people to get to. So Heaton had been chosen long before, um, and as of Friday, Heaton was still on. I messaged the run director privately. I said, listen, I'm coming over. A load of my friends are coming from all over the country. We're all travelling from different areas. I know you say you don't tell people in advance if it's on or not, but do you have any ideas also because this is what I'm planning on doing so I could do with a bit of a heads up? And he was very nice and he just said, listen, I I can't call it yet. We'll have to wait and see till the morning. I'll be there just before 8 o'clock and I'll do a course inspection and I'll let you know. And Obviously, that sent me into panic mode, especially as basically every other one in the northwest was cancelling. Um, can't remember how many. I think there were about 43 events in the northwest, and probably about 35 of them had cancelled um, on Friday. So Heaton was still on at that point. I was panicking, thinking it's definitely going to get cancelled. Need a backup plan. I looked at a few other pages, Worsley Woods, that was about 20 minutes round, a lot of trail. Um, they still posted that they'd been out and gritted and they were likely going to be on, so that became plan B, uh, 20 minutes away from Heaton. So if people were turning up to Heaton for like half eight, they still stood a chance of getting to Worsley. And then I thought, wait a minute, I probably need a plan C as well, just in case. Uh, and again, another one that was still showing as being on was Wilmslow. Um, they said that they'd been out and done a quick course inspection. It was bad, but not too bad. They were going to grit, blah, blah, blah. So that became plan C. So morning of it, I woke up and one one of the people, whilst I was downstairs and then was upstairs getting ready, someone who was going to do the whole sign switching thing, Messaged me to say they couldn't make it anymore. No, you, know, you, you, you know, you'd have to be nice. John Pickup let you down, didn't he? Okay, JP. <laughs> J- JP, JP let you down. He didn't He's let me down. Mean, fair play to him. He was, he was ill, and Polly was ill, and so were the kids. So he's, he's got a responsibility there, which is a bit more uh, meaningful to him than coming and flipping a sign for me at a potentially cancelled park run. So fair play to him. I knew there'd be others there that, that I could call upon. And it just so happened that we were given slack here lift. When I mentioned it uh, probably about a month or so ago that I'm going to Heaton for my 100th, Slacky said, oh, I'd like to come along. So I said, well, because he only lives 10 minutes up the road from us. I said, well, let's all go in one car. So he he turned up at our house. Um, I said to him, oh, come for about five to five to seven. I said, we're going to get to Heaton early. I want to get to Heaton really early. Get there for just before 8 o'clock so that at least if he cancels the RD, we've got time to then get to another park run, either Worsley Woods or Wilmslow. So Slacky turned up, 
to him at five to seven. Em was still getting ready. I was outside de-icing the car. So I gave him a quick run through and he said he'd be happy to take JP's place. So that calmed me down a little bit. Um, I had something that I was still stressing about. I checked the weather before I went to sleep on Friday night and it showed heavy snow at Eton as well and around the Manchester region. So I'm thinking this is going to go so wrong. Um, so we set off. We were driving over the M62. I didn't want to chance the Woodhead Pass. It's uh, very isolated, very very open. Not many cars go along it. Um, very good chance of it being super icy and not very well lit or anything. So I thought, go over the M62. So off we set, climbing up the M62 to the highest point of it, and all of a sudden it starts snowing, and it's coming down pretty thick uh, and pretty fast. And I'm thinking, shit, this is this is going to be bad on the other side. If it's coming over the tops, it's coming from the west, so it's it's probably going to be settling in, settling in Manchester area. Um, but thankfully, the it wasn't far off the M the M62 onto the M60, and then just off the M60 Heaton Park. And by the time we got there, it stopped snowing. The roads were fine; they all looked clear. We pulled up in the car park at Heaton. Uh, by this point, we found out the Worsley had cancelled. But we're sat in this car park, me, Slacky and Em, and I'm thinking, oh, it looks all right here. The car park was clear. Uh, we could see some paths going away from the car park. They looked clear, so I thought, oh, it's definitely going to be on. Two seconds later, Em turns around and goes, heating have just cancelled. I'm thinking, oh, shit. Here we go. Here we go. I'm thinking, well, Worsley's cancelled. Heaton's cancelled. Wilmslow might cancel. But then M turned around and goes, oh, no, Wilmslow said we are on. So, so I thought, yes, thankfully. Um, so quick message into the group. We're off to Wilmslow. I'd obviously pre-warned all you lot by putting it in the group and saying it's plan A, B, C. Plan C kicked in and off we went to Wilmslow. Um, half an hour later, we arrived there. Obviously, others were turning up at the same time. You were a little bit later, weren't you, Rob? But that's <laughs> A little bit laser. I had, uh-huh. fucking, I had a fucking banner in my boots. Like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a key part of this plan. And my sat says I'm sure I'm getting there at eight fifty-seven. Mm. So, Sammy Colin McRae next to me with a mm. blatant disregard for the law um, uh, got us there in plenty of time. Fortunately, in the end, but yeah, there was it was yeah. squeaky. It was squeaky bum at one point. Well, I don't, I don't just. Spoil things. The uh, the woodhead were fine. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I took along there with no dramas at all. <laughs> no, well, it's more for you if you want to risk it. I didn't want to. I thought I'd want a nice, uh, nice used motorway that would be either gritted or a little bit better. Uh, but anyway, shut up, Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, when when you put in the group that you were going to be there at eight fifty seven, and M said it, I had to pretend I was like, ah, that's all right. At least I'll be here for the start. And <laughs> In your head. Damn it, Hitchman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm stressing already. Uh, but anyway, we got to Wilmslow. Everyone started turning up. And then and whilst I was paying for the... Uh, when we got in the car park, Adam Brown, uh, Brownie Runs, uh, he turned up as well. And I, everybody knew what was happening. I spoke to Rob Corns, who was one of the sign guys. I spoke to him on Thursday, went through it all with him. And I said to him, listen, I know a lot of team winners are coming. Feel free to put something in the group but just tell them not to give it away, just so that they were aware of what's happening at the end at the purple sign picture. Um, and, every, yeah, everybody else knew. But now I get to, I've get i got a funny story about that one. 
Um, so, so we all turned up. We're all getting ready to do park run. Thankfully, you turned up. Um, I I had to pass the ring to Donna before the run because I originally it was going to Sammy, but with the risk of Sammy not being there and me waiting around in the car park till two minutes to now, so I gave it to Donna. Donna passed it to Sammy. So we ran, didn't we? Lovely. Can I'm, I, I'm can, so, sorry. Can I can I just interrupt to just tell a very quick story about mine and Matt's mental wives? Um, yeah. So they both wanted to look at the ring, um, but they didn't fit. But obviously they, they felt that it wasn't the right thing to do is just go looking at somebody else's ring. Right. So uh, Sammy told me that they just stood next to each other while we were running, talk, uh, trying to talk each other into looking at the ring until eventually going, do you think we should just check that it's there? Because if it's not there, then it'll be really embarrassing when he proposes. <laughs> and they were like, "Yes, yes, that's that's we're just really we're doing it to help Ben more than anything." Fucking nosy bitches. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, just, I, just, I did know this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about the story before we set off when you're asking about where people have travelled from and we got a cheer for you for being from Sheffield and, and doing your hundredth, and then yeah. uh, the first long came all the way up from where was it? Bournemouth. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do feel bad for booing him to be honest nah I enjoyed booing him um, how dare he try and steal my thunder that was my cow run that, that was my hundredth run um, so yeah so we turned up we ran the park run now I'm sure it's a lovely park run when it's not an ice rink and it, it really was wasn't it it was they even said we normally start here but we're going to go and start down there on the grass because this is just ice it probably uh, shouldn't have been on. It probably shouldn't have been no, on, really. No, it really probably really shouldn't, especially since it was in out and back as well, and mm. the paths were too icy, so everyone was filtering onto the grass, and you've got guys at the front who are bombing it back towards you, but yeah, everyone's trying to navigate the icy patches and the thin stretches of grass, etc. Some people having to run on the ice just to stay out of people's ways. Mm. Um but yeah, I'm sure on a, on a nice day, it's a lovely park run, three out and backs. You, you do one long one and then you come back to near the start, but you turn right, climb a little, climb a little speed bump, come back down, go all the way back to the end again, turn around and then come back to the finish. And everyone was just plodding it around, having a nice, nice chassis run steady. Apart from Slacky, Slacky mm. put his foot down. He came second. And decided he wanted podium. Yeah, yeah. The volunteers were great. A lot of yeah. them were on the icy patches saying, go round, go round. So that was that was good from them. It was safety on their behalf. So that was good to see. And it was nice to see them out in such awful conditions because it was cold. Mm. Um, I think, uh, is it is a stat for you, out of the 1,919 park run events over the weekend, eight of them were cancelled because of uh, lack of volunteers. Wow. Um, but but it's, it's thinking about the conditions, I would have thought there would have been more yeah. sold at the weekend without yeah. being able to get volunteers. So that's not, that's not bad. That was quite good. Talking mm. about that's in the UK alone. So this was my fear with all the cancellations. Out of 776 UK events on Saturday, only 316 went ahead. That's crazy. Uh, that's 60% of the UK events were cancelled at the weekend. Um, numbers... Last week, there were 130,000 runners. This week, there were only 46,000 runners. Um, so that that's how risky it was with... with and, mo- and most of them were at Wilmslow. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it felt, yeah. like, felt like it, didn't it? It was, I think most of Manchester had descended on Wilmslow because pretty much every other one in Manchester was cancelled. Mm. Um, and there's there's a good 10, 15 park runs in the M60 Ring Road region. So, yeah, they got a fair few people, but obviously some people didn't want to get out of bed and risk it. And But we did. We ran. We had a great time. Me, you and Ollie ran together. Matty ran off from us as he normally does. Of course he did. Yeah. With, with Adam, I, I, I chatting away with him and uh, we had a lovely, lovely run together. You just yeah, had to, sure. to, to run into him after you ran off on us. Let's let's be real. You know, within 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 two hundred meters, you'd run off on us after us all saying it's like let's just stick together. And you're like yeah, let's just stick together. And within two hundred meters, you'd ice skated off into the distance. Exactly. But yeah, so we all had a great run. It was uh, it was fun. It was interesting. It was slippy. It was dangerous. But but we all navigated it well. No injuries. No no mishaps or anything. And. Uh, yeah, it was good. I think it, it was my, actually my slowest park run ever, which was quite interesting. Mm. Um, just on my stats, I was quite intrigued to see that it was my slowest ever, um, mainly because of that first mile where everyone was just clumped together and couldn't get over that bridge and yeah. try to deal with all the ice to start with. But we, we ran progressive, didn't we? We did We did yeah. run a progressive, an unexpected progressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, didn't do my chest any good the the, the rest of the day though, because like I say, I came down with a really sore throat and that on the Thursday, so I didn't run Friday through fear of messing my chest up. Well, I'm glad I didn't run Friday because Saturday's run, even though it was only three miles, come uh, Saturday afternoon I was coughing and spluttering, and uh, yeah, it wasn't nice. But anyway, the run, run was fine. I got 5k out challenges just for me. I got uh, my cow club obviously and. Nothing else, no positions, no stop. It was, it was it was a prime number. Was it a prime number as well? Three three nine. I think I'd already got it because it didn't come up on my list. I looked at yeah. them and I was like, uh, just standard ones then. Yeah, Cow three three nine. Then something else. Um, did you get any? Oh no, it can't be. It can't be three three nine because three three nine is not a prime number. One one three goes into three three nine, doesn't it? It might have been like three three seven or it was, something. It was de- it was definitely a prime number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the run finished and then that was it. We were all, I was all like, right, this is in the next few minutes. This is going to happen now. This is going to happen. So throughout this whole story, I'm just completely oblivious. To <laughs> yeah, and I tell you, somebody else who was oblivious, McPaul, old. Yeah, you said that. You said that to me. You went. I think everyone knows, but I've not told McPaul, and I feel really bad. <laughs> yeah, and I did, and I did, but but it worked quite well because McPaul and Emma ran together, and not that he would have given anything away, but he might have just had a different, I don't know, aura around him. Exactly. So. He it played his role to perfection, didn't he? He did. He absolutely did. And as soon as part run finished and everything, I just dragged him off to one side and uh, I just said right Paul listen, need to tell you this is this is about to happen now um, so that was it we all lined up for the purple sign picture now as we <laughs> had plans uh, the plan was that we were going to stand behind a purple sign get a random to take a picture have the fart lake banner behind us that happened that all happened and then the next part of the plan was I was to criticise the picture and you, Rob, were going to jump in and say, oh, I'll take the bloody picture. And that happened. 
And as you were stood there taking the picture, your cue, you were to cue the guys behind. While I had my arm firmly around Emma, making sure she didn't turn around, you cued the guys up behind to flip the banner. So then we took the picture with the banner of me and Emma on it saying, will you marry me? And then as soon as you said the picture was done, they were flipping it back. So that all went fine. Now, this isn't... I, I love you, Rob. I love you so much, but you made me so, you made me so nervous. You made me so, you, uh, the, the next part of the plan, what was the next part of the plan, Rob? I, I don't, did I do it wrong? I've been dead proud of myself all week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm proud of you too, Rob. I really am. I really am. But the next part of the plan was you were to come to us and make sure Emma's attention was still facing forward the same way we took the picture. But you called Emma over and you made her face back to all of us, which is where the silent. The original plan was you were going to come over, keep Emma's attention forward, while I took a step back, having been passed the ring by Sammy, who was going to be stood on my right-hand side. I was going to take a step back and kneel down in front of the sign with the lads right behind me. But you called Emma out, so Emma's going up to you, and I'm thinking, well, I can't just wait here, so I'm going to have to come with. And then there's another, the video your dad's made, you can see me, well, in the actual video, when you say, Em, come here, come here, and I went, no, you come here, Rob. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't be too aggressive about it. Because I feel, like, I I feel wanna... like you tried to be. <laughs> no, I didn't, actually. If you watch it back, watch it. I'll bloody send it to you. So we came, so Em said, oh, I'll go and check it, but you're checking it as well. So I said, yeah, yeah, I'll come over and check it. And then from your dad's camera angle, you can see me waving to Robin Slacky saying, come here, come here. And I don't think they realised, I think they thought they were just going to be stood there flipping it back over. Um, But luckily, it kind of worked. I think I find one of the bits I find really funny about the video is when you're showing them the picture, you stood there with all the attention focusing back to where we were still taking a purple sign. And then you try and turn round. It's almost like you realise in your head, wait a minute, I need Emma to be looking the other way. Yeah, I did do that. Uh, and you, you <laughs> half turned your body round and Emma didn't turn with you. So then you, you turned, then you turned at a slight angle and, uh, yeah, that's when the, the best part of the video came up, wasn't it, Emma? Can, can, I, can, I just, can I just point out, as much as I feel like I've let everybody down? No. You what it was, the, the root cause of the error was that I had in my head that Emma would come towards me, but she'd come towards me, and because she was walking towards me, she would be opposite me, and she'd have her back to everything that was happening. What I didn't realise is that she'd have to come alongside me to look at the phone. That was my mm. key oversight. I didn't consider the fact that the phone, she wouldn't be able to see the phone from in front of me. And that's why I kind of panicked and was like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm going to have to try and, like, manoeuvre out. I don't want you to feel guilty. You did a great job. It, it worked out as if that's how it was meant to be. Well, yeah, I'd got away with it as well if Ben had just told everybody. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was seamless, Rob. When I was watching it, I thought Thanks, it was Jack. seamless. Thanks, Jack. I've always oh. wanted you on the podcast more. It comes across great. Uh, and I, I truly appreciate it, but but yeah. Anyway, so when she checked the picture, and then all of a sudden you see a look to the left, as in, and I thought it was because she saw the sign in the picture, and she was double checking if the sign was still there and what it said on it. And then out the corner of her eye, she saw me. But let me tell my little side of the story because everybody's like, "How did you not see the sign?" And it's because Ben is so obsessed with these purple sign pictures. <laughs> 
cut is the fact that Ben was going to hate this picture because there was a massive gap on the side of the purple sign. Ben was pulling a face. So that's all I was looking at. And then suddenly out of the corner of my eye, I saw me and Ben on the banner. I thought, why are we on the banner? And then I saw, will you marry me? And then I saw Ben out of the corner of my eye. So that was my my shocked face. That was that was when you realised you might be being proposed to. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, Very and I, I've watched that video so many times, and that look on your face when you turn round, everybody commented <laughs> on it. It was brilliant. It was it was just what I wanted—a uh, shock look—and uh, and I had a big speech. I well, not a big speech, but I had a few lines that I'd been repeating to myself and uh, getting nervous about what I wanted to say when I got down on one knee. But because I was in panic mode with her, like, facing back towards us and me having to hide, if you look at your dad's video again, I'm already down on one knee, just out the corner of her eye. Thankfully, Ollie stepped in between me and you two, and he kind of blocked me for a few seconds while I was, because I was on my knee for a good 20, no, 10, 20 seconds before she turned and looked. Um. So yeah. So she turned, and and all that I could blurt out was Bema forever. <laughs> um, oh. uh, and yeah, thankfully she said yes. Thankfully Hooray! She said yes. You got a better response than what I got, Ben. I got told to f off when I first got on my knee. <laughs> it was it was a it was a very shocked. Can I swear on the podcast? Yes, you can swear yeah. on the podcast, Joe. It was a very shocked. Fuck off. And I went, no, I'm being serious. So I, I, I planned to say words and then it never happened. So. Yeah, you, you told us that story, though. You'd wound it up how many times beforehand about oh, attempting to propose? Countless times. Countless times. Exactly. I, I, I thought you meant you just wound her up in life. I think so. Um, I think I have. And to be fair now, I've been engaged for just over a year and she hasn't, uh, she hasn't given me the ring back yet. So I call it a success. I would as well, I would as well, knowing your terrible personality. How long have you been engaged for, Matt? <laughs> uh, sorry, Isaac's shouting me on a minute. <laughs> uh, Matt, you're not getting out of that this easily. When was it, when was it you proposed again? Uh, 2017 at the, uh, what was it, the... Uh, Dublin Marathon? Marathon. Belfast, Belfast Marathon. Belfast, Belfast Marathon, yeah. So that's over five years. And I, and again, I had I had the speech in my head that oh, what was I going to say, and I just kind of just went, well, "Will you marry her?" <laughs> yeah. Oi, Donna, will you marry? Oi. Will Will they marry me? Yeah. Oi, Donna, kebab every Friday for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Probably does. So um, yes, uh, obviously, it's a very nervous moment for a guy, isn't it? We've, mm. we've got a one day. I mean, uh, don't tell your story, Rob. It's a very long one. Uh, but you can tell if you want. Excuse me, you just spent the last 27 minutes <laughs> telling your story. Your story's great as well, so, you're I mean... Not, you're not being nice to me this evening, Ben, still. If anyone's yeah, yeah, interested... I've got sand in my vagina. I'm not interested, Jack. No, I no. Con- whatever, I, I can guarantee I'm not interested. Contact podcast and I'll, I'll set up an engagement podcast and we can all come on and share our engagement stories. Ben, you're forgetting the story about the room director as well, nearly giving it away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd obviously gone up to the run director beforehand and I said, listen, there's me, I'm, I've travelled from Barnsley, I'm, this is my 100th different event. 
Uh, I've brought a load of my friends along with me as well. But just to let you in on a little secret, in case you want to take a picture or something at the end, I'm going to propose to my partner. Um, and so the run, we went off on the run, and then we came back, and then and then he was obviously stood kind of in the vicinity of the purple sign, and he sees me setting it all up and calling everybody over, and he, he on his microphone with his bloody speaker, so it's quite loud. He turns around and goes. What did he say? Do you need a mic for this? Yeah, he mic- said, he, he, I think he said something like, here we go, it's happening, do you need a microphone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I'm completely oblivious to everything because, mm. what did you say, Sammy, whispered in my ear off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy for what's about to happen to you. Uh, no, S- Sammy gave you a very long and affectionate <laughs> hug, didn't she, before the event, and I've been giving a shit for it ever since because i was like well, well done for not well done for being normal around emma and not letting trying to let on to what was happening she wouldn't let go of you she gave me the biggest hug and i, I just kind of assumed obviously you, you and sammy are going through a tough time at the minute so <laughs> i was lying but apparently she was in my ear that she was very happy for me yeah, she was just she, she just wanted to see the ring. All oh, right, okay. Well, she has now. Yeah, um, there you so go. Run director almost gave it away, but yeah, no, it worked perfectly, and you lot made it special and amazing. And uh, it's definitely a part run we'll never forget. Um, definitely the best part run ever to date. Um, I, I, well, I don't think we're going to top that one, are we? No, not unless we do one on our wedding day. We can do one on our wedding day, can't we? If we get married on a Saturday, that is. Um, but yeah, so it was it was unbelievable, and and the the original plan was we were coming doing part one, then we had to rush back because M's brother had driven up from uh, South Wales to the parents' home, which is just around the corner from us, and we were all going for a Christmas lunch. Um, and M was M had been saying for weeks, oh, as soon as we're done part one, we've got to get off. And I'm thinking, no, we're bloody not. We're going for breakfast with Emma. So I'd actually rung a brother and uh, I'd obviously asked the dad if I could marry her and he said yes. And I spoke to a brother and I said, listen, this is happening. Can we delay the lunch? And he was like, yeah, fine. Yeah. So and then uh, we all went for lunch, didn't we? We all walked into Wilmslow and it was yet again. And I think we've done three of these now in the space of about six weeks. We've gone to, uh, I don't know what the actual chain's called, but they all... The lounge is it just called lounges, right? It's, so it's just lounges, and they've all got their own unique name. We've got one in Barnsley called Fal- what's it called Falco Lounge. Um, then we went to one in Pontypridd with Marco, Andy, and and Al, and that was called I can't remember. But anyway, what was this one called? Rob Uni- Uniqlo or something? Or? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was definitely Uni something. It was lovely though. It was. I was really impressed with it. I was, was. to be honest. I was. I was impressed. I wasn't sat in McDonald's eating four hash browns. Mm. <laughs> but, um, it was lovely. Which and you you almost threw a strop because you couldn't see much vegan stuff on the menu and no vegan stuff zero. But the reason was there was a vegan menu. It just wasn't on the table. Correct. Uh, but no, we all had a good sit round in me. Everybody was sat down chatting away and it was nice to see all the team witness there. And we went over and had a chat to them. And uh, yeah, it was great to see Ollie there. I mean, Ollie's massive star for filming that. I mean, that's a, that's a video. And your dad, uh, videos that we'll never forget, we'll never delete for the rest of our lives. And also the images that people took, photos people took. I mean, they're going in, they're going in an album somewhere, I'm sure. And, uh, 
yeah, it was it was a very special day, and we and we we loved it. And the part run was a bit of like a the part run was the bit in the background, and everything else that happened around it was the main focus. And I've not even I know I've mentioned it on this, but I've not even shouted out on my Instagram about my hundredth venue or anything. Or um, I did my fiftieth volunteer on Sunday as well at Barnsley Juniors, but I've not really wanted to put anything about part run to take away the attention from what actually happened and. Uh, yeah, yeah. A uh, lovely, uh, a lovely weekend all round, I think, and, and a great day, and, and perfectly, well, not perfectly executed. Um, uh, thanks to yours truly, but otherwise, still absolutely brilliant. And can I just tell a story to finish off this segment before we go into roll call? Because I think it just it sums up the day and it sums up Ben Stiffle perfectly. As we were walking away, the run director said, within earshot of me, I think I was with Emma at the time actually, and we were walking back and he went, You'll have to you'll have to come back uh this time next year on the anniversary and I just thought there's no fuck <laughs> sorry mate, Ben there's no fucking way Ben's ever coming back to a park or Kind of one we might like, for that very reason that we we got engaged there. I think we probably will revisit that one at Make some an point. Exception to the rule. Maybe after we're married and we can go back and run it on nice, nicer conditions and hopefully same run director guy will be there and we can be like, look, there we go. Uh, but yeah, I, d- I mean, 100, 100 different venues for me now and in 159 runs. And if I tell you that out of the 100 venues, I've only done nine of them more than once. Wow. Um, so, and, and four of them that I've done more than once, I've only done twice. So, uh, witness being one of them. Um, witness. But yeah, so so hundred hundred venues is amazing. Where where are we off to this weekend? Because obviously we're not going to record, but we're off to Potter Newton this weekend. It's in Leeds. Christmas Day we're going to Bolton. New Year's Eve I'm going solo because someone's working, so I'm going up to Dewsbury, and then New Year's Day we're off down to Disley in Loughborough. So all planned out, eh? All planned out, yeah. Got to be that's done. In, that's impressive, Emma. You picked yours in that far in advance. Me, I'm not sure. I picked. Oh, I, 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 I thought you were meant to pick intermittently. I thought you did one and one. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't she picked Bolton for Christmas Day? I wanted Worsley right. Woods, but she said no, Bolton, because my mum lives in Bolton, and right. we go to mum's for Christmas Day. So yeah, I didn't want to turn up to my mum's too early. But Emma's like, no, let's just do Bolton and. Yeah, we we bribed my mum to get out of bed early with bacon sandwiches. We said we'll come around and cut bacon. So, uh, chose Bolton. Obviously, she's not uh, she's not there on New Year's Eve, so I get to go and do one of the local ones that she's done that I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then New Year's Day, I think I think it was a joint decision. Dishley, wasn't it? Looks quite nice, so we thought we'd go and do that one. She can choose the week after. She can choose the week after. There you go, Emma. <laughs> you, yeah, you're welcome. Only two weeks away. All right. We got in paradise. Um, honeymoon period's over. <laughs> right. That was the longest ever park run segment we've ever done, but it was absolutely worth it. On behalf of all of your Fartlek family guys, I know everyone has said this multiple, multiple times. Huge congratulations. Wonderful day. Wonderful couple. Wish you every success and happiness. We know you won't need it. Um, What you have is not built on luck. It is built on uh, trust and love and friendship and all those wonderful, wonderful things. And uh, we wish you every, every happiness in the future. Um, And thank you for letting us be a part of a very, very special day. Uh, Right then.
Thank you. Can I just can I just quickly say thank you to everyone that has yeah. messaged to say congratulations and well done, etc. Because we've definitely been feeling the love. It's uh, it's been lovely from all of you. So thank you so much. And thanks to everyone for being there on Saturday, and especially to you, Rob and Rob Corns and Slacky and Sammy and everyone else that played a part in filming or taking pictures. I mean, it meant the world to us to have you lot there and to capture the moment and share the moment with. So. Um, if you're all invited, you'll be lucky to all be invited to the wedding. But uh, yeah, we can't afford to do that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> straight away. Okay. Yeah, th- thank I mean, you, but you are coming the wedding. Uh, yeah, you weren't on the list, but M's M. I was, I was like Robin. She said nope. I went no. Sammy. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so me, me and Matt will just sit outside in car park. Can um, I ask Ben? Is your first dance going to be to One Kiss? No. Oh, no. I will play that song. Thank you. Uh, we've not decided first dance song, but one song yeah, is definitely... Yeah, come on, Jack. You've only been married. You've only been engaged for like six days. Nah. Oh, you, you never know. He might have had it all planned out. I know he's a very planny guy. He's no, very, I, he is a very planny guy. I tried to ask if we could have Toto uh, Africa. As, <laughs> first, as, a first, as a first dance... I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to push for the cha cha slide because it tells me how to dance because I oh sweet Jesus <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it's not working no nah. it's not it's not I don't I do you think that sometimes she thinks she's in the Truman Show I'm not I'm not too sure I basically just I think she just thinks she's in a big nightmare and she'll wake up eventually mm, yeah like like she did something really wrong in a past life mm. yeah. oh well. Your punishment. Her problem. <laughs> That's her problem, not yours. Right, uh, yes, wonderful. Are we happy? Have we covered everything, Ben and Emma? Yeah, fine, yeah. Good. Matty. Very good. Matty. Matt. Uh, yes, uh, I thought Rob was going to do a bit of an intro first, but I can I can do this. Uh, this this first bit of roll call isn't actually a roll call. Uh, it's it's going to be a roll call for your... Um, Achievements in 2002, so it's a little bit different this, this 2002. time. 2002? What, what was my biggest achievement in 2002? I finished secondary school. I, I did my GCSEs in 2002. What did you do yeah, in 2000? What was your biggest achievement in 2002, Ben? Um, well, I'm the same year at school as you, aren't I? So probably GCSEs. GCSEs or, or working out that I can go out clubbing every night of the week and failing mm. my GCSEs. Not failing, yeah. doing not getting the grades I was expected at the start so yeah who needs them who needs Emma what was your biggest achievement in 2002 <laughs> I remember that far back Jack no, I, was you I, lear- learning to walk I, no I was six so I, was probably, <laughs> I, I probably learned how to write maybe yeah no. right. how to read and say words as well by that point yeah maybe you would but yeah you'd have hoped so wouldn't you how old are you then about 19 uh, 18, 18. 18 In 2022, Matt. Matt learned how to read and write. Well, he didn't. He didn't what because was that, that? That, that was written down in the group chat. Yeah, uh, yeah 2022. Uh, obviously, a roll call for that. So uh, I've got a bit different. I'm doing, doing a bit going rogue this time. We're not doing the roll call theme tune. Uh, we're going to do something different. Oh. Where the. What? What? No, what? no. Sorry. sorry. Carry on. <laughs> Oh, you're spoiling now. Whether you've ran through the day or the night, where the runners have been crossing the line, impossible comes true. 26.2. Oh, this was your greatest show. We lighted up, we run the miles. 
Park Run won't stop us now. My phone's gone off, so I can't read the lyrics. It's <laughs> 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 true. We bloody love you. Oh, this was your greatest show. As you were. Oh, it's beautiful. Voice of an angel. <laughs> I mean, it would have been even more impressive if you hadn't said 2002 a minute earlier. <laughs> oh, no, I really balls that up, didn't I? Yeah, absolutely you did. And do you know what was dead funny at the start of the at the start of the segment? You mm. went, at least now Jack's here, I'm not going to get shit for messing up. Useless. <laughs> 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 right then, let's get on with it, because this is going to be a long, old episode. We're already 45 <laughs> minutes into this segment. Um, who's starting? Emma, ladies first. Let's talk about some of the biggest achievements our Fart Like family have had in 2022. Uh, so the first one we've got is Ginger Fire. Um, he got his Boston Unicorn at the third time of trying. So yeah, after COVID and everything, that's great. Finally got there. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, ben, we're going to rattle through these a little bit, guys. So go on, Ben, hit me with the next one. Yeah, this is from Running Birdie, which is Amy, who was there on Saturday as well. Thank you, Amy. Um, she's shouting out for herself for staying consistent this year. It's the first year that she has run all year through, so... Well done. Absolutely. Uh, Jackie, come on. First go at one of these. Joanna Gibson did eight laps uh, in the in Rasselbock in April, and she ran 1,000 kilometres in 2022, which I'm sure should be in 2023. Absolutely excellent. Matty, if you can remember how to read. Yes, uh, running short stuff uh, lane. She ran running the Edinburgh Marathon fairly well, and in brackets for me, she's put, you ran it, you finished it, so for me, you ran it perfectly. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Marco Delazio has put in his words, not mine, from being a fat potato to running a PB at Chicago Marathon. He rocked it at Chi-Town. Uh, well done, Marco. You were never a fat potato. We love you very much. Back round to you, Emma. Uh, we've got Iron for T-shirts and medals. Uh, she is congratulating herself for completing her first half marathon at Manchester this year. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. A transatlantic half marathon did TJ, didn't she? She's come across, come across to do that one. Absolutely smashed it. Benny? Mm-hmm. Next one up is from Andy Bradley, Mr. Run underscores Bradders underscore run. Um, he is shouting out team winners who are an amazing support and his many 19-minute 5Ks for the year. They're his biggest achievements. Well done, well done Andy, Andy. Bra- Andy Bradley. Uh, Jackie? Uh, Rob Corns, who's had a fantastic year, but he's shouted himself out for a PB at the Liverpool half and 10k and finishing the Great North Run uh, where he caught up with his family. Not, Not caught up there. in the race, caught up after. Catching up with the family. He yeah. means the Fartlek family. Oh, the Fartlek family. He maybe ran out of characters. I've made my first balls up. That's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got pretty far in, to be fair. Um, Matty? Yes, uh, using Bolt, using underscore Bolt, which I think is a cracking username. Uh, finally getting to my 50th full marathon. 50 marathons, wow, awesome running. Well done. Very, very good. Uh, I've got one for, for your good lady, mm-hmm. Matty Taylor. Um, uh, Donna said uh, she's proud of herself for going and getting, uh, going for a new job and being totally out of her comfort zone. Yeah, she was dead nervous about it, wasn't she? But it's like, it's like she's been doing it for years now, isn't it? She's part of the furniture. Absolutely smashed it. Well done, Don. Uh, next up, we've got Tracy underscore Hoyle one. Uh, she ran her first take 10K at Grant Great Manchester Run this, this year. Can't get my words out. 
<laughs> Matt's rubbing she's off Ill. on you. Yeah. She's ill if she hasn't mentioned. Well done. Uh, uh, amazing. Yeah, well done, Tracy. Uh, who are we round to? Benny. Uh, right, so next up we have a long one from Doug, Mr. Dumb Witness. Uh, Doug, has, Doug, 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 Doug has got a long one, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he is shouting out every single one of the Fartlet family who constantly reach out, support, encourage and love each other. Uh, and also to you guys, which I guess must be me, Jack and Em, uh, for doing this week in, week out and committing so much time. So we must take a bow. Take a bow, Jack. Thank you. And Matt. Oh, and Matt. Sorry. Yeah, Matt as well. Thank oh, you. And you, Rob. Sorry, Rob. Forgot about you. Rob. Jack. Rob. Jack, next one. Oh, it's me. It's me. I get to call myself out. Um, so I don't know if you know, but me and uh, Ben did an ultra earlier this year. You've, you've not mentioned it. And that was my biggest achievement. I was very proud of that. I didn't send one in, but that was by far my biggest achievement in running in general, uh, not just this year, but ever. So, uh, And I couldn't have done it with someone better. Should we talk about it for a bit? Yeah, come on then, Jack, let's talk about well, it. Well, yeah, I, st- I still hurt physically and mentally from it, but um, I am signing up <laughs> to it next year, so I didn't hate it that much. I am not. <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think Rob's coming down to do it with me, aren't you, Rob? Matt, what's the next one? <laughs> Another one uh, that's run the, the first ultra uh, is Jo Hammond. Uh, she, yeah, she she's run her first ultra this year as well, so she's proud of that. So well done, Jo. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And then uh, Rach Mack, the machine, finally qualified for Boston Marathon and completing not one but two majors. Well done to you. Um, uh, next up, we've got Eric from Rasselbock running. Um, he's celebrating keeping Rasselbock alive this year. It looks like they're doing really well filling up events for next year as well. So, brilliant stuff, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. Benny? Yeah, Gary Ludwin. Um, he's shouting out for uh, a lot of people for meeting some awesome new people and getting his second star. So, well done, Gary. Orange carrot came from. Yeah, we should have put a boom orange carrot on the end of that. Boom. Yeah. Orange carrot. Uh, Jackie. I've got Jem underscore J underscore runs who said visiting a physio and getting my leg injury sorted and heals after a year of race DNFs, which I think is very good because it can be expensive and it's not nice to go to a physio because it's hard when someone tells you you're doing something wrong, but it's the step you need to make. So I think that's a very worthy achievement to call out. Coach, Coach Jack, there, amazing. Um, Matthew. Oh yes, it's uh, Mr. Mr. Raw called himself uh, Paul. Roll Paul. Roll Paul. Roll Paul. Roll Paul. Yes, uh, completing my first ultra with my best mate Lou. Awesome running, uh, Paul. You've had a, a smashing year. Uh, we were all proud of you of what you achieved. Uh, and then uh, the next one is from uh, our good pal Westy, uh, the uh, the Lancashire Pelo. Um, and it's just two words, Matt. Why? I tell you what. Why don't you read those two words, Matt? What's it mean? Two, two times. What's that mean? In a football. Two times. Do 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 do. What What does it mean, Ben? What does two times it's mean? Western. Two <clears throat> times means that the the mighty Robberham United have defeated Mattlesfield rubbish town uh, for two years in a row. Alright, moving on. Victory again this year. An absolute stroll in the park. Yeah, it wasn't it just Ben scored a screamer, which he's not, he's not mentioned. Uh, it's Emma actually. Oh, it's me. Um, it's me. Uh, oh no, it's not. It's Emma. Emma, go. 
Uh, we've got Kelly running underscore runner 81. Her <laughs> biggest achievement this year has been part of this awesome group. It's made a huge difference, which is lovely to hear. Bless you. And, uh, and then go on. Ben finishes off from the, um, the Instagram ones. Finally, we have Lord of the Running, Mr. Pete Marshall, and he is his biggest achievement is how much progress he's made in his runs already, which is massive, as we've mentioned a few times, and joining us crazy bunch of lovable. Absolutely amazing. Uh, okay, so I've just got a couple more um, for messages that have been sent in. So Simon Doe, uh, I've really started to enjoy my running again this year after 18 months of struggling with it. Proud that I made myself stick with it because running for me is a major mental health maintenance tool. Uh, now it's regular again. I'm in a much better place during the Fat Life family. It's definitely made a difference to me. Meeting up with a bunch of relative strangers is something I would never have seen myself doing. Uh, and that's awesome. So overall, very pleased this year. And I'm really looking forward to smashing some goals and making next year my best one yet. Love you guys. Love you too, Simon. Absolutely uh, brilliant one. And then the word, just a couple of us, I got an email sent in from Kirsty, not shouting herself out, but shouting out, uh, it was Mr. Dave Body, I think. Let me just go in and check. Jackie, do you, can you remember? Yes. One yes. that Kirsty's mentioned. Yes. If you want to take the reins on this one, that down, that down in the Bogner region. Yes. I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen the email come, well, I haven't read the email, but Dave Body completed, I think it was his thousandth day. It was, day thousand. Every street, single yep. day. Um, and I would also like to mention it's not he hasn't just been running 5k a day. Not not that there's anything wrong with that, but he's been chucking races in there, big 13 mile runs midweek. Um, and I've always I always see him out on the prom prom running about and give me a nice friendly wave and smile. So I think that's um, a proper proper big achievement. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Right, well done everybody. Right, I told you this was going to be a long segment. Matt, what are we getting on to next? We are getting on to your 2003 goals. <laughs> 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 my 2003 man! Do you know what my 2003 goals were? <laughs> what? I, just, <laughs> I thought you did. You, did you not do that on purpose? I thought, no, I, did, yeah. I, thought that, I thought you were just taking piss. I mean, yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, yeah. Oh, Matthew. Uh, my two, I was honestly. I was just trying to get laid. <laughs> I was I was trying to do joined up writing in 2003. Desperately, <laughs> desperately trying to find a woman stupid enough to sleep with me. Did you succeed, Rob? Yes, in yeah. 2003 I did, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I gave, gave, gave someone the most mediocre four seconds of their life. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway. And half, half of that time was taking your socks off. So. No, no, my socks stayed on. Apparently nice. it helps you, I heard. Anyway, <laughs> I haven't got a song to back that up either. Emma. Moving on to 23 girls. So we're back with the Ginger Flyer again. He's doing Chicago for his fifth star um, and uh, more races for more running bling. He loves his medals as long as they're not wooden. Oh, yeah, he hates wooden medals, doesn't he? Uh, but we love him. Uh, ben. Uh, back to Amy Bird again, running birdie. Um, her Sweet goals week. are all the races she has signed up to with the Farley family. Wonderful. Jackie? I've got Joanna Gibson again, and she said meeting more of the Fartlet family, which I'm sure she'll enjoy, as many of us have. Mm, absolutely. Matthew? Uh, not bad for a fact, that. So we've got Adam. He's saying the What the Fartlet Cup number three, and it's coming towards this year. I'm telling you, I can, next year it's coming towards, I can feel it. Why is he uh, not to losing again? 
I was about to say. Uh, the cup's coming towards it. And we're going to make some signings, some new is that why? Is, is that why you were in my DMs asking if we could mix the teams up to make it more fair? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> your DMs saying that. <laughs> Rob, he ha- Rob, he's been messaging me as well. Has he? You trying yeah. to get, get you on board? Yeah, he's what? been offering me I money and, and favours and everything. Offering you sexual favours, did you mm-hmm. say? Yeah. There is nothing that makes me less aroused than thinking of you two. Instead of giving me another nosebleed. This is going to be the longest show ever in the world, this one. <laughs> Oh, right, Lane, Lane, short stuff, uh, running short stuff, Lane, uh, meetups, social runs, and finding a little pace. Absolutely amazing. Emma, uh, you can say the next one, because I want to know how you feel about it as well. Uh, Marco Del Lazio. No, 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 no. Say it right, please. I can't speak very well. I'm just like... Marco Del Lazio. Yeah. That was good, Emma. Very good impression of Ben. Mostly looking forward to Ben Stagdu. I'm looking forward to Ben Stagdu. I've got to break the bad news that it's likely not going to be next year. It'll be the year after. That's that's fine. Just more more time to save for Vegas, eh? Yeah, and beyond, yeah. World Tour. Is there a park run in Vegas? No. no. We're going to find one. <laughs> we'll petition to get a park run in Vegas. Okay. Anyway. Uh, ben. Uh, right, TJ. Um, she can try and petition for us while she's over there in the States. Uh, I run for shirt, t-shirts and medals. Um, she is looking forward to meeting more awesome runners from the Instagram running community. Absolutely. I think she's trying to come over to the UK. Maybe for even our weekender, which would be amazing to see her. Uh, Jackie. And Rob Corns, uh, the Manchester Marathon Relay, and a couple more races that he hasn't chosen yet, so he's keeping us on tenter hooks. And I'm sure he'll be a busy man in 2023 as well with the with the baby. Absolutely, yeah. He's, uh, you're going to learn how to train without any sleep, Rob. Um, Matty? Uh, yes, using Bolt again. Uh, running 4,602 miles for MS Society. I'm guessing that's multiple sclerosis society. Uh, 4,600 miles. Yeah, man, man, man's a legend. Do you, do you follow him on um, Instagram? I think I do. Yeah. He's an absolute machine. Uh, I'm really glad he's messaged in. To be honest, maybe we could try and get him on the show. That's a bridge yeah. average of about ninety miles a week. It's incredible. It's no, he's a, mon- he's a He's a monster. That that that's achievable. He's wow. a monster. He's an absolute. He's a what do they call it? Mentality monster. Um, I'm going to try and get him on the show. Um, what an anticlimax it's going to be if I can't. Uh, right, me. Uh, Doug Witness. Uh, long and hung Doug Witness. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh my god, this is nonsense. Uh, London, baby. Uh, yeah, looking forward to London. seeing you at London. Doug, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I don't I know. Big, I don't know. I don't know how big your dick is. Well, you excited from the hundredth uh, episode. I think is what it is. Nonsense. I've just I've spoke about so many people's penises. Um Emma, speak, spe- speaking of little penises, Emma, what's next? <laughs> oh, I've just got no words anymore. Um I'm gonna reel off the next two because I've got a bit more of the same theme. So we've got Jack Penfold, Rod in London. Just just just, just 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 to clarify. Jack is a little penis. I am a little penis. Yeah, you've got a little penis as well, but you, you are a little penis. Right, continue. <laughs> then we also have Joe Hammond. She's also running London Marathon in 20, 23. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know if she's got a little penis. Rob, I'm sorry, Joe. Thank you so much. Uh, right, who's next? Is it uh, Ben? It's Ben. Quickly, yeah. Us. Uh, this one, another another person looking forward to a marathon is Rachel Mack, and she is looking forward to Boston, baby. Mm, amazing race, and uh, she worked hard to qualify for it. Uh, Jackie. And Hayley, Hayley underscore runs underscore here, is doing the Manchester Relay with some of the Fartlek family, and then she's on to the London Marathon. Big couple of weeks, that. Big couple of weeks, that. Matty? Uh, Yes, we've got Eric again, Russellbark.running, the Russellbark Backyard Ultra. What an event that's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be massive, isn't it? Really cool concept. and that as well. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, roll Paul. I think, um, uh, yeah, it's going to be massive. And fair play to Eric. That's the one he's wanted to put on. That's his, um, his golden goose, isn't it? What do they call it? His... Oh, I don't know. What am I trying to say? His uh, holy grail. Anyway. Uh, right, it's me. Uh, Sam Slater, seeing the fart like fam at Manchester 2023. Yes, we've not seen you and Jeff in far too long, Sam. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Uh, Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Emma, Alan, Al, Alan. <laughs> it's not Alan. He's giving it away there. It's uh, Gary Ludwig next. Um, fingers crossed for more meetups and a sub four marathon and maybe another star as well. Hopefully. Oh my god! Sure losing the plot, Ben. Um, Gem J runs is looking forward to hopefully smashing a race that hurts her this year. Hmm. <laughs> Cryptic, yeah. but, I, but I like it. Uh, what's next, Jackie? Uh, next is Paul, Paul Griffiths, the guy who forced me loads of shots. Thanks, Paul. Um, running two majors and the, what the far leg meetups. Amazing. Uh, Matt, what's the next one from Westy? <laughs> it says two times, unfortunately. No, it doesn't. <laughs> what does it say, Matt? I don't want to do that one. Three times. Poor Matt. Poor Matt. Uh, right, okay, uh, next. Uh, Kelly running runner. Some more, some more craziness with the fart like Fambo hearts. Love it. And then Emma finishes off strong. Yeah, this one's a good one. It's Peter Marshall, Lord of the Running. So he hasn't actually announced this yet. He's doing Manchester Marathon, which will be his first marathon. And I'm sure he's going to smash it. I reckon he's going to smash it as well. He's he's amazing at the minute with his running. So let's see what he does at the marathon. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, well done. Thanks for letting us announce that for you. Jesus Christ, it's been over an hour. Right, OK. Uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, guys, give me some thank yous, not just for today, but for this series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put you on the spot. You haven't done this yet, this series. I thought you, I thought you were thanking me, Ben. Well, no, I will do if you do this right. I'm going to thank the core team, even though I've barely been here this season. Without my wonderful expertise, I think you've put on a wonderful series. And the guests have been unreal. It's called delegating. As management, to delegate to us. And we do a good job. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll I'll thank all the guests for the series. Uh, So we've got Neil Marshall, Charlie Watson... Uh, Danny Christoph, we've had Jess Robson, T.C. Brignall, uh, we've got uh, Jordy Evans, Joe and Alice, uh, Alice and Nathan, the Cheshire Runners, Nat Runs, Ron Dawson, Mike Seaman, Reese Jenkins, Nick Bester, Becky, uh, Jack Miller, 
And obviously, Rob Hitchmore. Who? Just some, some random I don't that last guest. I don't know why. I bother. <laughs> Every damn day. Uh, Every damn day! Um, okay, good. Uh, we've not thanked Graham Lindley yet for the amazing theme music. Super awesome theme music. The um, newsletter guys, Nick Finney, Jamie Denham, uh, McPauley, and Clef Horsythe. Mm, they do an amazing, amazing sterling job. Well done to all of you. Thank you for your support this year. Uh, who else? Who haven't we thanked? Who do we need to thank? A big thank, a big thank you to Robbie for piecing all this together. He does a lot more work than I think people actually think he does. Um, so I'd like to say a big thank you to Robbie, who sorts Oops. out a lot of the meetups and is the big brains behind everything. I mean, it's really sweet of you, but the reason people don't realise all the work I do is because you all take the piss out of me and pretend that I don't do it. I like the name Robbie. I'm going to start calling you Robbie. Yeah, I quite like Robbie, actually. Don't Robbie call, Hitch, don't, don't call me Robbie. Uh, well, thank you, mate. Um, <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> oh, Robbie. Jesus. Right, OK. Um, good, good. Uh, uh, that's it, I think, isn't it? That, that's, that's our thank it. yous. Are we good? Yeah, we have it. I just, I just want to thank uh, Running Birdie Amy. Uh, she, she brought us loads of chocolate on uh, on Saturday as well. Uh, ninety nine oh. was ninety ninth episode last last week. So thank you, thank you, Amy. There's still time after. I didn't get you didn't like the cake. Didn't like the cakes then. No? Oh yeah, no, oh yeah. Oh, that that cake was lovely. Good tea. Thank you, Ben, for the cakes for the hundredth anniversary cakes. The hundredth part run venue cake was awesome. Anniversary. Yeah, anniversary of your part run tourism. There was it was. What? There was no anniversary. There was an engagement and a uh, hundredth venue. Yeah, that's what I meant. You don't know where you are after time, do you? <laughs> he still right. thinks he's in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell. The song uh, of 2002. All right, I'm ready. Stop. Um, um, Robbie, we need to know where they can find us. Should we ask again? Yeah, I think we need to get over to the one professional one in the group. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find us, Emma? Well, the one with the tiny penis, is that what you said earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've all got tiny peni. <laughs> yourself, Robbie. That's her saying that oh, I've got a massive one. Carry on. Oh, I, I thought it was Emma saying that she's got a massive one. <laughs> I was like, Ben, you lucky boy. <laughs> right, if, if you ever want to find us, I don't know why you would. <laughs> On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. We've got a website, whatthefartlake.com. You can email us on whatthefartlakepodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we're on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Music. And that's it. Where can we find you, Ben? Oh, oh if, if, if you want to find me on Instagram, you just have to search for at Sheffield underscore Strider. What about you, Robbie? Uh, I am at little runner boy Rob. Uh, Jackie, you uh, historically got this wrong regularly. Let's yeah. see if you can nail it. Go. I've got, I've got you've, had, you've had a whole series of practice. So you go on Instagram and I'm at Jack Penfold running. Woo! Yes! You meant to ask somebody else. Yeah, you meant, you, yeah otherwise it's just silence, isn't it? No, no one wants to follow him. What, what, what no, follow him? Oh, Emma. Are you speaking about yourself in the third person? No, I was, I was, I was talking about Matt, but I forgot Emma was here. I no. Look. I look, it's because, look, it's been a tough week because she's got Ben's heart now for the rest mm. of his life. And, and I yeah. wanted it. 
fair. A lot, a, a lot of disappointed people. Jack's disappointed. SMJ is very disappointed. Mm. Um, I had, Mark, a little, uh, I had a little cry, and Beth thought he was happy tears, but it wasn't. Marco's disappointed. I begrudgingly mm. said congratulations. Marco photoshopped the picture and put his face over Emma's. <laughs> not, so, not surprised. I am joking. I am very happy. Anyway, Jack, ask Emma where you can find her. Emma, where can I find you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Emma, where can we find you on Instagram? I'm um, at EmmaJJ85. I think there's somebody else here. Where can we find you, Mai? Uh, at Matty Owls. Easy as that. Easy as at Matty, at Matty Owls underscore 2003. 2002 as well, yeah. 2K, 2K3. Can, can we get you on Bebo and MSN as well? <laughs> Yeah, what's your MSN, Matt? <laughs> MySpace. MySpace, wow. Oh, you absolute moron. <laughs> um, right then, uh, we need to start wrapping this up. The series is over, but the journey has not yet even begun. 100, of episode, 100 episodes are in the bag, my friends. Uh, here's to the next 100. A couple of just last things to mention before we get out of here. Adam Axford asked me just to give one more shout out for his... Um, 50th uh, half marathon taking place on the 28th of December in Manchester, well, Stockport, somewhere around that area, somewhere in, around the M60. Um, we're going to be there. Um, there'll be a whole group of us going for a nice leisurely plod. If you'd like to come out and join him or run it virtually, just get in touch with him. Not bad for a fact down on Instagram. Um, and, of course, the Park Run Cup, Ben and Emma, is coming, isn't it? Do you want to give us a very, very quick sell? Yes. Uh, yeah. So same concept as last year. We are starting it in line with the next series of the podcast, which will be starting mid to end of January. We will in the Christmas break uh, up until we will announce it on the socials. We will stick a sign up sheets link on there for people just to fill in to declare their interest in being involved. Um, there'll be rules and stuff that you'll find on the uh on the website etc ahead of it first episode of the new series we'll give one last nudge and then on the weekend after the first episode we will do the live draw and i think it's, oh, it's the 22nd or the 29th of january we will be starting so uh get ready for that one we're looking forward to it Mm, amazing it was so much fun last year and uh, this year and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun next year as well so looking forward to getting involved and getting knocked out in the first round because i'm so much slower than my 5k bb at the minute um uh wonderful uh okay so have we covered everything we've done part one cup we've shouted out adam we've done all our thank yous and our roll call i don't think there is anything left ladies and gentlemen except for just to say a huge thank you to you our thought like family our amazing network uh our plethora of pals um who make this so so special thank you so much for supporting us thank you for everything you do in our community um uh whether that is sharing our stuff whether it's tagging us whether it's um telling a pal about us whether it's just listening and enjoying uh, we see you we appreciate you we hear you uh, we love you and uh, this is yours as much as it is ours and thank you thank you thank you for supporting us on this journey as long as you keep listening we will keep making them as always may your runs continue to be wonderful don't forget to be excellent to each other be kind or just knob off because the world's hard enough as it is and uh, we will see you all in january for series nine of the What the Fart Like podcast. I would suggest listening to the outro because there may be a Marvel movie style Easter egg waiting for you. Anything to say, guys?
Boom. I will always remember. Orange carrot. Hey, you kiss my lips light as a feather. It's like snow has never been better than the summer. Of <laughs> 2002. <laughs> what is going on? This <laughs> appointment to me, Matthew. Every damn thing. I thought it was great. <laughs> right, we're done. Man, John, I'm so sorry for saying those things. I really, really didn't mean it. Call me, please call me. Let's continue as we left off. Bye.